Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. It open for us. <laughs> they sure did. Left the wide open. <laughs> I don't know where that extra M came from, but that's what they wanted, so that's what they got. It was the 70s, man. It's the, uh, you know, it's the tr- M. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're looking forward to that. Hey, we got a full night. We got the Tramps. Uh, of course, AD Anthony Davis will be uh, talking to him a little bit later. We got T Bone's timeout, Brewski's beer tasting, and all the usual stuff. How how, how you been, man? It's been a few weeks. Yeah, it has. Uh, it's going all right. Kids are back in school, so that's nice. Uh, it's its own headache, you know, getting yeah. them to and from. But at least they're gone for good chunks of the day. <laughs> that's a pleasant. Uh, after spending all summer with them, that's. Uh, Don't hold back. Say what you really. You know, that's. Yeah, I'm happy. Let me tell you, I'm happy. <laughs> On the flip side, I sold my house, so that means now i got to pack it all up and get ready to move yeah. <laughs> after living here for 10 years, which is, oddly, I, I realize is the longest time I've ever been in one spot. Wow. Yeah, we moved around a lot. Not a lot, but enough as kids that I, we never stayed in any one place. For well, I mean, based on your, your family history, it sounds like you're always on the run. <laughs> Some members. <laughs> Some members were. Uh, so, yeah, so you get uh, it's amazing how much crap you can collect in 10 years yeah, no shit. Yeah, so i'm trying to weed some of that out uh, to make the move a little bit lighter i feel you man yeah tebow hey. it's been a while since we've seen you uh, you've been in the river and everything else man and uh he's got, got some, some news got some to news report for us and everything. <laughs> sorry all you lady listeners and some of you gentlemen listeners <laughs> t-bone is off the market almost officially uh, I, I am in 
to be married as of uh, about 10 days ago. I don't know what, what she was thinking, but she said yes. So, What were you thinking? <laughs> I decided to eschew all of the advice you gave me in regards to Obviously, marriage. all those years we've been telling him not to do this, he just... Well, we never told him not to get married. Yeah, right. 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 That's just said, but we... Wait on the kid thing. Yeah. <laughs> What, was she in right in uh, sound mind and everything when, uh, when she is this legal? Did she understand well, the question? The legal part's still a ways down the road. <laughs> I mean, the, the, was it, was, you know, you know how they say you she, know. She, she, she wasn't coerced, was she? Accepted the token. She uh, okay. Given back. Or <laughs> so. She will never. Excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I know that there's no way I'm ever going to see anything. So have you guys have you guys this. progressed to a uh, to a date? Uh, that, we're talking ranges of dates right now. Yeah. What we oh. have in mind is different than what. The next generation, um, the previous generation, has in mind. God, of course. But it's all about you. Believe that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna believe that now. Yeah. I'm enjoy that that little illusion. Yeah, it's for your the time day. <laughs> Just drink your beer. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I want to invite these people in the, in the other generations going. You gotta invite Aunt Susie. I'm like, I don't even know Aunt Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations, brother. Thank you. Good, good, good news, man. All right, let's take our first break and come back and introduce our guests. What do you say? Sounds good. You listen to Swoops on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're going to listen to one from the Tramps. This is called Beginning to See the Light. Back after this. I never cared much for moonlit skies. I never winked back at fireflies. But now that the stars are in your eyes, I'm beginning to see the light. I never went in for afterglow Or candlelight on the mistletoe But now when you turn the lamp down low I'm beginning to see the light I used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Then you came and caused that spark That's a four-alarm fire now I never made love by lantern shine I never saw rainbows in my wine But now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning to see the light I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at fireflies But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light I used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Then you came and caused that spark That's a four-alarm fire now oh, 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 oh. I never made love by lantern shine I never saw rainbows in my wine But now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning mm, to see the light Listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the Wall. You're listening to Swirl. 
And welcome back to Sushi Room. We're here with the Tramps, and we got Brad, and we get this right, Vincent, right? Mm -hmm. <coughs> Antoine and Christopher. Yes, yes sir. sir. How's it going, fellas? Good. Hey, thank you. Real good. Thanks cool. for having us. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, man. You. Uh, you know what? Let's start off and, and, and have each one of you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're originally from, and kind of how you got started in music. And uh, we'll go back the opposite way. We'll start with you, Christopher. Hi, Brad. Why don't you go ahead and start? <laughs> no, uh, uh, my name is Christopher Natoli. I'm uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm born and raised. Been out in L.A. for about two... No, well, wow, that flies by. You're right. Uh, been out in L.A. for like four years now. Um, I know. It's catching up on me. Um, I don't know. That's, that's I, I'm the bass. <laughs> How'd you get started singing? <laughs> uh, I started singing in just choir, like school choir. Uh, go before that. And No, I started like... in Dean. Like, oh, well, I grew up um, going to sports games all the time with my dad. And he would just, I mean, I come from a very Italian background. And just Dean Martin and Louis Prima would always be playing in the car. So I just, but I didn't think other people listened to that music, especially my age. So it was kind of cool that, like, you know, Frank Sinatra, big fan, came up to me and was like, I want to put this group together. So that was always really cool. All right, that's my music background, I guess. Antoine. Um, yeah, so I'm Antoine Katsia, uh from St. Paul, Minnesota, originally from Cape Town, South Africa. Um, uh, I've been in L.A. for two years now, and music background, I've been playing music my whole life. Um, started out playing piano and saxophone, and I started singing when I was around 18. Was in a acapella group in college for four years, and kind of helped music direct that towards the end, and uh, didn't really think... That would ever go anywhere in terms of professional life. I moved out here, out here to be an actor, and then this kind of came together, and it's been super rewarding. I mean, I like CJ. I kind of learned how to sing by listening to Frank Sinatra. I have no formal training or anything, so very cool. It's been uh, it's been a wild ride. Nice, Vincent. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Oh, sorry. sorry. My bad. My People bad. just tuned in. <laughs> now they're gone. Um, I'm uh, I'm Vincent uh, Mentry, and um, I, uh, I I started singing. You know, I mean, going back to like listening in, with your dad in the car, right? I mean, I, I listened to uh, Beach Boys like growing up. Like was like that's all I listened to. So I was thrown I was thrown harmony from the beginning, and I actually found. Uh, you know, Bobby Darren, Frank Sinatra, you know, Ella Fitzgerald. I found all that music sort of when I was like in middle school and I just started listening to that. That was just my like everything. I would listen to all those guys all the time and I loved crooners. I loved like, I love, you know, just hanging out listening to that kind of music. You know, a lot of my staple memories, you know, from that time period are essentially those like you know listening to like that's life while you're driving down the road with your buddies in high school and you know maybe just you know you know got a kiss from a girl or something you know you feel really good about it you know like that that's that those have been the staples of my life you know so I've always been a huge fan of, of that type of music so I've always been singing it singing it, and same thing you know different types of acapella stuff and you know harmony and stuff like that I love so nice play the uke play the play the guitar Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, well, we figured out who the ball buster is. What's up, Brad? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, uh, my name is Brad Barnes. I'm uh, actually from Orange County, just south of uh, where I live now in Los Angeles. It all makes sense now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not the first one to say that either. Um, it's funny. Music. Uh, I 
I grew up in the musical theater world, so I've done a lot of that. Um, and uh, I originally, I mean, I majored in musical theater in college. And then, um, I mean, the, the things we would sing in college were these songs, but they were different. They were the musical version, which a lot of these songs are for musicals that we do. But Frank Sinatra turned them into, or, you know, they all turned them into swing jazz songs and it's so cool. So I, I studied them then, and now I'm kind of studying them at now in a completely different way, which is awesome. But, uh, yeah, that, that was my background. Uh, I started in Broadway world and moved here and formed this little band. How'd you guys all meet? Well, normally our producer Mark's like, Mark likes to tell this story, but since he's not here, I get to tell this story. <laughs> Brad, so I'm going to tell it how Mark tells it so that Mark doesn't get mad. No, he wouldn't get mad. But... Um, I, I was Mark. Mark is our producer. Um, he's done a lot. He's a TV music or TV writer. Uh, Full House was his biggest biggest oh, I'm starting series. To see the now, You're starting to see the connections. <laughs> the questions are forming. Um, and I was working as Mark's assistant, and uh, I was I was auditioning for the Broadway show West Side Story, and um, all the way down, weeks and weeks, made it to the end and didn't get it. And uh, so Mark was like, "All right, you know what? We're gonna find something for you to do." Let's try to create something. And a couple of weeks went by, and all of a sudden, you know, I was singing Frank Sinatra, and the idea of, you know, us sing, you know, four guys singing. Well, it was three guys then, because the Rat Pack really consisted of Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., and Dean Martin. So we set out to find them because, you know, all the shows that out there that sing the Rat Pack are they're all pretty old. Most of the performers are like 60, and those guys were in their prime in their 20s and 30s, you know. So. The idea kind of formed from us wanting to create a rap pack when they were young and youthful and moved and, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. trying to figure out which one's Sammy. Uh, well, <laughs> we, 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 auditioned, we auditioned hundreds <laughs> we of people, <laughs> and we had three Sammys come in. So we settled with our South African, who is Anton. <laughs> That's the best we could find. Um, yeah, so, you know, the group started developing, and we went further and further away from the Rat Pack, and we formed our own group, and, and now we're, uh, we have this EP of covers that um, we're playing a couple from today, and uh, we just, I think today we decided we finish our first original song. Um, so we're really excited about that. Um, we were trying to have it ready for tonight, but we were perfectionists and <laughs> we mixed it about what, six times i think we oh mixed this, this seven song times. seven it's times mix se lucky number seven yeah. so now it's just gotta go to the master lab and then it'll, mm -hmm. it'll be ready for radio but uh yeah um you know, all of you you know came from singing backgrounds and stuff and you kind of all kind of had the, the same kind of taste as far as like the rat pack type thing but mm -hmm. had any of you s come, uh, performed it group or is this kind of like when you're riding around with your dad and stuff yeah. like that but had you ever kind of done this back, this style of music uh, in a group prior to this there aren't really that, yeah that's not a thing i was gonna say that, <laughs> that, that idea is actually really kind of a new idea because it was you know the idea of four guys like getting together and singing jazz in, in sort of you know there's there's obviously been like manhattan transfers and things like that mm -hmm. you know that you know two guys two girls and there's mm -hmm. jazz groups all over the place but like the idea of having the kind of swag that you know Sinatra and Dean carried while while performing and you know yeah. singing the, the harmonies. And like I, I was in an acapella group, so we did harmonies mm -hmm. that way. Vince was has done barbershop and acapella and that sort of thing. We did harmonies that way, but this is the really the only iteration we can find of American songbook like standards being sung with solos and four part harmony. Um, so it's kind of a new thing. 
which we're excited about. Very cool. Um, I understand it, and, and like I said, it, it sort of make, it makes sense. <laughs> you you, you, you uh, got to collaborate with John Stamos. He did. Yeah. He's the he uh, worked on writing this first original song. Mm -hmm. He's um, yeah, he wrote it, and um, Mark and John have been friends since Full House. Yeah, because uh, I mean, Mark. Yeah. Since before then, but Mark uh, was in The Rippers. Uh, Jesse, he was the music director on the show. He and had so, the guitar. And, <laughs> right. and, the, and the really, and the really great hair. Yeah. Right. Really great hair and guitar. So Mark and John have been songwriting partners since then, and uh, we got really lucky. Uh, John loves the idea of the group, and uh, they got together and wrote us a song. Now John is more of a Beach Boys. Yeah. He plays. Disciple. He plays with the Beach yeah. Boys yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so it's got an interesting feel. It's kind of a. Michael Bublé modern jazz type feel with a little bit of a Beach Boys influence. We really, we really think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 His dad used to own a restaurant across the street from where we where I worked. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Jinx. John Stamos. Oh, nice. Blackie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, go. Um, so you guys got together and you started doing these things, and you said there's not many people doing it. So how's the reception been? I mean, people been re very receptive. We've been very fortunate. Uh, every, I mean. We're taking it every avenue we possibly can to try to, you know, to try to make it and and break all the charts and everything. And so we've been lucky. Everyone, everyone wants to join our team and help us out in any way they can. So we're very fortunate of that. And I mean, personally, from my experience of us doing shows and having a CD, uh, it's really cool to see um, like older folks, even like my grandma, she's losing her memory. But we play some songs like uh, Red Roses is on our EP, and I hardly knew that song but once that came on she was singing every word and she knew it and then we've done shows where you'll have you know eight-year-old seven-year-old little girls like run to the stage because they just you know they, they, they shout like oh is that the beach boys you know like they they just know that sound so i think our sound is very universally accepted yeah. i mean it's just music it's, it's beautiful so what type of events you guys been doing uh what sort of venues have you been playing uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty fast. <laughs> that's too quick. That's uh, pretty factual, you know. I mean, what we played here and here. Yeah, we've done uh, some private parties and stuff, and then we've also done um, the Grove mm -hmm. out in LA and, and the Americana. Um, so we've been very lucky to do those early on in our yeah. career. Yeah, the day the group formed, the uh, booking manager of the Grove called us and said, "Hey, we need you tomorrow night." And we were like, "Um, <laughs> well, well our first song, <laughs> learning each other's names stand, at this yeah. point." Yeah, yeah. So he gave us. Uh, three, weeks? three weeks, and we went. We went on three weeks. So nice. That's cool. That and Great we, opportunity. Yeah, we were. Yeah. I mean, it was. We were opening for uh, Jake Simpson. Jake Simpson, who's an awesome performer. He does a lot of Stevie Wonder stuff. Shoshana Bean, we opened for her. Yeah. Yeah. Broadway, Broadway star. And so, um, we did it during Christmas. During Christmas time, they had like bubbles. Oh, and man. <laughs> the Grove goes crazy. For <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, it was very. It was a cool experience. For sure. It was it's, a good Christmas. What uh, you know, a tramp show. Like you said, you kind of based it on the Rat Pack. You know, Rat Pack, they, they kind of sang, told jokes, you know, kind of stuff like that. What can people expect if they come to one of your shows? About the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, we focus on providing a show to go along with the music. Um, a lot of what made the Rat Pack so fun to watch is watching how they interacted with each other mm -hmm. and with the audience. And we uh, we have a great relationship, the four of us. And we think that comes through on the stage. And uh, we're tailoring our show now to include more of those bits comedy, a little bit of shenanigans. <laughs> Don't look at me! I'm uh, sitting here. Right at you. I'm sitting here. It's just because I'm the best looking one. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys, you guys, 
it sounds like most of you come from come from like an acting background anyway, so putting yeah. together sketches yeah. along with the music should be pretty easy yeah. for you to do, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think all of us really came from the acting world, yeah. and we just love this music. And we just this is what we would do when we were actors to escape the, right. the idea right. of being an actor. Right? <laughs> to go, we would go sing because it would yeah. feel it would just you know fill your soul. And then all of a sudden, what we did for fun became what we're doing now for our lives. Yeah. Which right, is really cool. So it's like a passion project that feels kind of like an escape. Yes, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. When you're uh, when you guys were recording, and, and, and uh, is this anybody's first time in the in the studio? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was mine. for it sure. Was mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been in studios before. Yeah, but, you know, I had recorded before as well, yeah. but uh, nothing like this. I mean, yeah, we, nothing like this. the instrumentation and the arrangements and all this stuff. I mean, it's, we we have, worked <coughs> with some crazy, crazy people. Crazy, uh, yeah. really talented, talented, crazy yeah. talented yeah. Yeah. musicians and. I think I mean, one I, of the biggest blessings for us was on our original song that we just did. Um, Steve Medeo came in and did the horn section for us. And anybody out there knows Steve Medeo. He, I mean, one song that I loved like, as a kid, and I heard it in the bar after we recorded, and I was just like, "That's ah, Steve Medeo." <laughs> but he did the like the Sir Duke, you know, and it's that's his line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, he played it in the studio for us, and we were all like, ah, "Oh my god, he played it." <laughs> <laughs> and he just, I mean, he created track after track after track yeah. after track, and he just John literally Lennon, layered, Bob Dylan, he, he yeah, layered everybody. this incredible you yeah. know, horn section mm. for our song. Oh, yeah, he ran incredible. the studio. It was it yeah. was just awesome to watch yeah. somebody yeah. do what he did. It was and and you know, he brought in a baritone sax player as well, a tenor sax player and a baritone sax player, and, and their, comedic, their, their dialogue was literally like, so we're gonna go ba do ba ba ba, and then ba da ba 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 ba, and the guy's just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. 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 Can we go back to the ba da <laughs> And it was perfect. Yeah. The first, most of our their takes they did were one take. Yeah. You know, when you talk about guys like that, we had, we had a guest in here, uh, uh, a drummer. I forget his name, Charlie, whatever. He played with, uh, and then and also uh, the, the Rivera brothers. These guys played with yeah. uh, Ray Charles, wow. and they would talk about how. You know, he could sit, you know, he's blind, but he's sitting in the studio, and he's like, yeah, hey, you on the third horn over there, right. you, know, you missed this and that, you know, this is what I want, and, you know, guys that good, they can communicate with just, you know, that's what yeah, I yeah. want. It's a whole other language. Yeah. yeah. It's a different language. Yeah. 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 It was really awe-inspiring to, for us at this beginning level to see guys who have just been doing this, They're, it's... Him and then him calling someone like Miles Davis just Miles, like yeah. You know, and Miles. then Miles walked in and he's like, wait, 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 hold on, <laughs> everyone should backtrack for a second. Miles came in. <laughs> I won't ask it. I'll just assume. He <laughs> said, <laughs> like, no, Miles. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, seeing seeing people like that work yeah. in a studio and knowing how long they've worked and how much better they've gotten gives me a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're great, CJ. No, what, what was, uh, you know, when, you know, spending that time recording and stuff and trying to get these things, it could be time consuming and difficult and, mm -hmm. and frustrating at times. What was the most frustrating thing about being in the studio? You talked about all the fun stuff. Well, <laughs> I think a lot of people don't realize, and it's kind of the same with a movie set, you're acting for 10% of the time, and the other 90% of the time, you're not involved. Mm -hmm. And it was very similar with us. And though we'd all been on movie sets, we hadn't recorded, uh, you know, solo with real producers in a real recording studio. And, you know, we were recording vocals for maybe 
Maybe three sessions, four sessions it took to record our vocals, and then the instruments took ten sessions, and mixing it took another seven, like we said. And so it it was it was I'm not it's not a frustrating part, but it was something we didn't know walking right. in. I mean, even with this EP, it's just piano, bass, and drums, mm. which is our first album. So we did all of that in one day, and then we recorded vocals for like five days. So we were like, wow, that's a lot of time in the studio, and you know that's great. We had so much fun, and then we do this, and it's so different. Yeah. And with all the horns and all the trumpets, the saxophones, the piano, drums, bass, guitar, blah, everything, there's so much that, and we didn't notice mixing all of those together to yeah. sound harmonious is so hard. And yeah. we had no idea. And we weren't mixing. We were just saying, hey, that sounds a little weird. Maybe that's, yeah. and that's all we knew because we don't, you know, and the engineer is going off and he has a Grammy award. So we're not saying anything to him. And, you know, we're just sitting back, but, uh. Yeah, sometimes we were frustrated going, wait, that was our favorite horn. Where did it go? And then 30 seconds later, it comes back, and we didn't know it was coming back. But times like that, we were – because we didn't know, and now we know so much more. Every track, we've, we're learning more and more and calming down a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone else a frustrating moment? Well, the mix itself wasn't – as Brad was saying, it wasn't frustrating necessarily, but it was eye-opening in seeing what goes into making a song, mm -hmm. really. It's not just the recording, it's then figuring out how can we construct a three-minute piece of music that works on every level, um, audio, uh, with the audio and just the feel of it, too. We had mixes of our single that had all of the parts that we recorded and just didn't feel like the song that we wanted. So then you have to go in and try and find this alchemy of like getting the right mix that gives the right feel and is, sounds good. It, it was really hard. It wasn't frustrating. It was a great experience, yeah. but uh, it was unexpected for me, certainly. For me, like a really frustrating. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't even open my mouth. After every time you start to talk, they all like. Oh. <laughs> because it's usually him when you know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm getting everything figured out. <laughs> you got to figure it out. What? 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 Well, now what? the joke's done. I can't tell you the joke anymore. <laughs> well, that was a joke. It was a joke. So it was a joke. That's why I was so well, scared. I know. Because <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like it's really frustrating when you can't close the door. And then I was going to relate it back to this story about how I closed the door on one of the engineer's faces because I thought, I thought that, <laughs> that the door was like stuck open and I was like, I was like pushing this door, and CJ was in the studio well, and he I was, was oh studio. you were in the studio. Yeah, I see this guy behind the door trying to push it open and he's sitting there with a dumb face on, just trying to like trying to close this door. Why was this door closed? Frustrating, man. It was frustrating. And you were no longer allowed in the studio. You no, no, he had, sits outside. Had the just out in the yeah. garage somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys do any of your own? writing uh not right now you know and it's funny because even things that we're just born with which isn't a, an innate talent to write um frank sinatra never wrote a song and dean martin never wrote a song and and it's so funny that and we're not i'm sure they did you just couldn't understand <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that uh the correlation i guess because we don't write in there of our own music and we've been blessed to have some great people on our team that have written Marcus, hit singles and Mark is our producer. He's also our music director, um, and he kind of takes the main lead on musical arrangement and mm -hmm. writing and stuff like that. We have a great relationship with him, and we uh, we can we have all kinds of input. We can say how we're feeling about something if we're not happy with it. He usually works with us to create something that we're all happy with. At least it'll make you think you. Exactly. <laughs> He's a lot smarter than we are, yeah. so it's probably more often than not that. But um, 
it, it does feel like we are part of the creative process, yeah. even if we're not driving the creative process. So that's nice. Rehearsals. How, uh, how, how much fun is that? And, uh, is it is it difficult to everybody get together and, and rehearse? I mean, you get timing. Like, you're all doing, uh, yeah. going on auditions and everything else too, right? Yeah, so once we, a day. Yeah, we try to meet up about every day and at least run all the songs we have and work on you know harmony tags and stuff. Um, yeah. But then we also, with Mark, we'll meet with him Tramp about day. once or twice a week. And today was actually one of those. And you know, we just hang out. We'll have like a business talk and just kind of see how everyone's doing and if we all you know like the like today we were talking about the single and making sure that we all like that and then we just sang for about three hours and it's fun today was not because it was really hot oh and my gosh AC doesn't work. it was so hot so. yeah we're kind of like here in the like, studio right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just standing AC and it's like everyone takes turns like yeah. just going in the picture as, as we like have started to learn I mean I'm for the most part I always sing first tenor Vince always sings second tenor Antoine always sings baritone and um <laughs> CJ always picks his nose, so we, um, <laughs> just we, uh, my nose. Yeah. other things, but we're, yeah. Um, CJ, so, that's the guy that you uh, that told me to call him Christopher, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, Christopher, oh, sorry. Right. Sorry. <laughs> his, his stage name is Christopher. Um, so we've really gotten to learn um, each other's voices and what works, so if anything doesn't work, it's almost like, well, that doesn't work for a reason. We fix it, and it, I mean, of course, Mark fixes it. He he, it's hard to explain Mark because he's yes. such a he's a, a musical prodigy. He was playing Mozart at six better than anybody, and he has perfect pitch. Which, if you know what that is, he hears a note and he can tell you the name of the note without anything, it's which great. is a very 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 rare talent that most people don't even use because they don't even know what it is. But he's lucky enough to have found his talent, and so he he can fix he writes he can write our music without a piano and he can fix problems without a piano which is great because right before a show if we have a problem you know harmony's not clicking in or something like that he can fix it with nothing which is i think for you guys as well the most amazing thing i've ever seen in my life oh, yeah. he's it's got he's got absolute pitch you know like he's he's one of those guys that literally you could be driving on the road and then pull your car off a little bit and then you're Starts hitting the bumps on the road, yeah. and he's like, "That's a G flat." You know, like, he's that. He's that good. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, it's, it's cool to like, cause I'm closest to him, and I can see the piano when we work, cause we kind of have the same order. And just watching him like go into this thought, and he's gone. He's in his like mind palace or whatever. And he's you know and coming up with things and pulling notes, and then he's like, "Okay, try this." Yeah. He just sets us in order. It's crazy. What was it like the first time the four of you got together and performed? Pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty <laughs> um, we, were, we were really lucky. The first time the four of us sang together, it just it clicked like right away. Mm -hmm. And you could tell like we we had been auditioning and auditioning. And Mark, during the audition, you could tell he was trying to put these different four, groups of four together, trying to see what would work, what looks work, what sound works. And the four of us get put together, and it just pops. And uh, I think we all kind of felt it. It was kind of I think Antoine, you thought that you had someone. Someone had that experience where they were like, "Yeah, I don't think I got it." Yeah. I don't, I don't oh, oh, the first audition. <laughs> there were there were a couple rounds, and the first one definitely. I think both of us walked out like, nah. We were both at the same audition, and we didn't talk to each other afterwards because we didn't really know each other. That's what right. people in LA do after auditions. And um, most, 
Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you throw the uh, hey, hey, break leg. Yeah, 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 good luck. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. see you around. <laughs> but um, you could just hear all these singers, and they had great voices. And the one kid came from San Diego to L.A. Oh, sang, so and then he comes out of the room, and he's like, well, I guess I'm supposed to leave now. And I was like, oh, my God. God, I'm glad I live right up the street. <laughs> this sounds deadly. And like me, again, all I did was I sang like choir when I actually got on stage and like had the balls to sing, like with a group. So I go in there and I'm glad like he has this on. I have video. every, I mean, I wasn't auditioned because I co created the group, but I have their auditions yeah, on video. We know. And yeah, we know. those, yeah, they're great. I, I was very, I'm oh, very, very thankful that um, after you just my first round. Mark just asked me if I was nervous. That was cool. no, he no no no. I'll tell this story. <laughs> oh, I was on your guys' side of the table, and CJ stand. Now I found CJ online. Um, I I mean he looks very much like Dean Martin. You might want to explain. I was wearing a leather okay. coat. Okay, I found him on an online <laughs> casting site just to make that a little less okay. open door. And I had I found him on a Craigslist ad. He was selling puppies or something. Anyway, so um, so I called CJ and, and asked him to audition. So he was always in the back of my mind, and I, I was rooting for him. He was the he looked like Dean Martin the, more than anybody we could find. And so he comes in. Here comes the kicker. And he's so nervous. He's so nervous that he just bombed. I mean. I love you, brother. I but remembered the words. <laughs> <laughs> he remembered weird. the words, and that's about it. And Mark being Mark, who will test the water as far as, you know, he'll push you and come. he'll try to be a little mean to see if you'll stand it. He goes, I need to tell you something. You just blew that audition. <laughs> Straight up. And he paused, and CJ's face went wider than it already was. And, and, and he goes, but Brad really wants you. And you, you've proven yourself to him, so I'm going to give you one more chance. And he did, and CJ came back. You know what? You took a minute, came back, and pulled himself together. And Pavarotti. Pavarotti. Yeah. He, I mean, <laughs> we went from Rebecca Black to Pavarotti. And, and one, I'm sorry, Rebecca. I love you. Um, <laughs> I got a text about that. Anyways, um, but, yeah. So, I mean, CJ, everyone kind of has their story, you know. Yeah. Um, and we had a great time, and it was fun. We're listening uh, to the talk show radio network. We're here at the Tramps, and we're gonna take a quick break and listen to another one from them. This is called Red Roses. Back after this. I want some red roses for a blue lady, Mister Flores. Take my order, please. Had a silly quarrel the other day, and I hope these pretty flowers chase her blues away. I want some red roses for a blue lady. Send them to the sweetest gal in town. If they do the trick, I'll hurry back to pick your best white orchid for her wedding gown. He wants some red roses for a blue lady. 
just the other day. Let's hope these pretty flowers chase her blues away. Wrap up some red roses for a blue lady. Send them to the sweetest gal in town. And if they do the trick, I'll hurry back and pick your best white orchid for her wedding gown. Wrap up some red roses for a I'm gonna hurry right back to pick Your best white orchid For her wedding gown I send the best white orchid The dandiest of daisies The terrificest of tulips The loveliest of lilies The best white orchid For her wedding gown Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. we got to talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics. Or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jesse. And we're, and we're After, After Arrows. Arrows. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Swoop's World. I hate my heart sometimes. My brain is more dependable. If life isn't After Arrows, they were about a, know, six months ago, seven months ago. Yep, sounds about right. Yeah, good. Yeah, you get a chance to check them out. Check them out. We're here tonight with the Tramps, and uh, you got the ukulele there. You guys oh. do something live for us? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Antoine, you want to talk about this? Does anybody else play instruments? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everyone but CJ, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he plays goalie. <laughs> yeah, that's good, right? uh, I play piano and sax. Yeah. I'm a guitar and sax man. This right here, this bad boy, the uke. I picked up instruments before. He plays yeah. the bricks, <laughs> and then he I moves them from down. here to there. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Vince, here's your ukulele. <laughs> right. Let's see if this. Oh, you want to talk about it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, as singers, we kind of have to keep our voices lubricated for these long rehearsals that we do and these performances. And so, usually, I know it's a weird thing to say, but it's kind of what happens. Uh, what we usually do is drink tea. Uh, tea with honey, tea, just special Throat coat tea. tea. If anyone wants to sponsor us, we and, need it. And uh, Mark one day brought this song to rehearsal about tea and coffee and hot beverages in general and how much people love them. And so we decided we kind of have to learn this. It's kind of our theme it's song. Like a fun, like it's a fun song we do so with the ukulele. And <laughs> this is the Java Jive. I love coffee. I love tea. 
I love the Java Jab and it loves me. Coffee and tea and the Java and me. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Boy, I love Java, sweet and high. Whoops, Mr. Moto, I'm a coffee pie. Shoot me the pot and I'll pour me a shot. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Talk about it, boy. Slip me a slug from that wonderful mug. And I'll get a rug that's snug in a jug. A sliced up onion and a raw one. Draw one. Waiter, waiter, percolator. I love coffee. I love tea. I love the Java Jive and it loves me. Coffee and tea and the Java and me. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Please sing up, Benny. Come on. Yeah. Boston beans. Soybeans. I said those itty bitty little green beans. Cabbage and green. You know that do, I'm do, not keen about the bean. Unless you pour some whiskey on them beans. Java, sweet and high. Whoops, Mr. Moto, I'm a coffee pie. Shoot me the pot and I'll pour me a shot. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Talk about it, boy. Slip me a slug from that wonderful mug. And I'll get a rug that's snug in the jug. Drop a nickel in the pot, Joe. Take it slow. about um we collaborated collaborated with an organization called the friend movement and they're all about like anti-bullying pushing friendship you know which we think is great in the arts especially there's so much bullying and it's so unnecessary so we've paired with that organization and we've created an event that's um in hollywood um on the rooftop of madame tussauds wax museum right there on hollywood boulevard and um it's basically like a throwback to the 50s, and we're performing along with um, a couple other performers, and, I mean, it's our show, come on. But um, <laughs> uh, we're singing all... What just, what just happened? Right? I don't know, I don't know. What's in the water in Laguna? I don't know. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's a night, uh, black tie event, and people are going to be dressed like the 50s and gowns, yeah. and um, we're donating proceeds to a charity that is really close to me called Miracle for Kids. Um, which helps get money to kids who have cancer and trying to save their lives, um, which clearly is a very important um, thing to do. And so, yeah, it's lots of music, um, you know, red carpet, all that fun stuff. And uh, you can get tickets at uh, thefriendmovement.com. What's the date of the event? Uh, September 20th, next Saturday, uh, 6 o'clock. It's called the Stardust Soiree. 
Yes, it is. So come join us for an evening of uh, music, drinks, and uh, friends. Yep. Yeah, there's uh, if there if you get the VIP ticket, you get the museum. You can tour through the museum, and yeah. it's we went today just to look at the space, and it's so much fun. All the wax <laughs> figures. I mean, <laughs> it's super fun, and there's gonna be an after party with a DJ in the museum, which is gonna be super cool. Yeah, yeah. We're super excited about it. Um, yeah. So that's September twentieth. September twentieth. Um, other stuff you want to plug? Uh, social media. Yeah, uh, we're at the Tramps Live on Facebook. We're facebook.com slash the Tramps Live. Instagram and Twitter, we're at the Tramps Live. Uh, our website's www.thetrampslive. Check us out. Tweet <laughs> us. We always reply. We love to We love to get tweets. And, yeah, keep following. You guys reply pretty quickly, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on it. We like to be in touch with our fans and anybody. Yeah. Um, so if you want us to come to an event, <laughs> we do that. We do, yeah. do that. We do weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we do a lot of private events, and uh, more importantly, we just like people who like this music as yeah. well. So yeah. yeah, it's really about connecting, I yeah. think, with people, and not just like putting a cell phone on some pedestal. It's really about, I think, what the Rat Pack did best was, in a way, people really felt connected to them, and just how they were able to have fun on stage in public, really, and just bring back a human connectedness that we've lost. Generation, and I think that's one thing. Personal, especially with the friend movement and everything, yeah. we're really trying to. Yeah, our, our motto is bringing the gentleman back as well. Yeah, so we want to try to. Because we're all wearing tuxes and. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Every show, yeah, as you can see. Yeah. I mean, as you can see on our album cover, we always wear, you know, it's always classy and, and something, yeah, totally. Something we noticed, um, there's just been a, a something missing of, you know, wearing. I mean, people used to wear. Suits on airplanes, and so you wear them to the football games, you know, <laughs> right? He's going to the Rams game to the theater. Uh, well, you know, I go to the Broadway show now, and people are in shorts, and shorts and a t-shirt, and it's like that's not right. You know, there was, there's just something about going into a theater or going into into church or into anything and looking that way. You know, so so we kind of miss that. So that's another thing we want to bring back with our music is is that sense of style, a sense of respect. You know, what happened to opening a car door? You know, like. It, it, not many people do that d these days, and it's something that you know people really. Well, Zeke's doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did he's, something right. He's, he's required now. He's required. Give it a few years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you guys are doing gigs and with other uh, groups, uh, what types of groups are performing with you? Are opening for you, or are you opening for? That's hard. <laughs> it's tough because we uh, we do like to perform with people that fit our style right. uh, and our era. So it, we've mostly opened for uh, solo acts who yeah. do also American standards. We we are different from them in that we have more people who do harmony. So there's not too much overlap. So that tends to work out the best for us, usually with a female performer. Mm -hmm. And then the four of us. Um, yeah. Twitter is yeah. the main MO at the moment. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. So no, I, don't, I mean, the, the, the whole uh, like four-part harmony thing, it's, 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 you don't see a lot of that. And, and in your guys' age group, yeah, you guys definitely. find that must be its own challenge, I imagine. Yeah, at first, you really get challenged with the sense, is this all going to like work? Like, mm -hmm. especially being in L.A., it's right. tough to get around. Yeah. And then, you know, new things come up, and you want to, you know, go do something else, and it's easy to drop something. And I think the first few months, like the first month or so, we were really put to a lot of tests in that sense of travel. I mean, he lived all, Brad lived all the way out in Laguna still. So we really, I'm, 
Rehearsal was tough. <laughs> 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 Someone gets it. Yeah, he made it. Yeah, he, he really had. He put in a lot of persistence. I put on so many miles on my car. Yeah. <laughs> so we have noticed, it. though. I mean, there's pr- a reason why more people don't do the four four army. It's because it's hard. Hard. It's, well, it's hard. It takes uh, a lot of work. What I wonder is, so don't try it. You're calling up. You're calling up the book gigs. Yeah. And people who don't know you, I mean, it sounds like they're probably, oh, you're like a barbershop quartet. We get our cappella group a lot, which we really don't like because we're so not that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're a band and we don't like to use the word boy band but the concept is there as far as four guys or five guys singing with nothing we're not playing instruments besides you know vince will pull that out for like an acoustic song or two but it's the four of us on stage you know doing our music and so yeah it's very different than an acapella group with 30 people or a barbershop quartet with no instruments you know so Stuff too. We're not you don't really have to wear those bad barbershop outfits. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a few of those. I am. Yeah. 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 No offense. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I go with the, my straw hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you leave those at home. <laughs> we leave those at Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Man. There's a market for it. <laughs> yeah, we've tested the market. It seems like it's pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> John is the busiest man in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, he has been going from TV show to TV show to TV show, but he's uh, filming... And yogurt commercials. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, and Mark and John wrote the music for those Oikos yoga commercials, yeah. um, which is another tie. You know, all that stuff comes together. But, um, you know, we've um, we've talked to him and send him back and forth, and, we, you know, a lot of the stuff we would we would record our voices on it and then send it to John and Mark and... Then they would go, well, let's change this word. And we did that one. Yeah. Well, I liked when, when it first happened, when we first heard the recording of, okay, this is what the song sounds like. And it was just like the pattern on the drums. And John and Steinway piano. in his living room. Yeah. And yeah. I just remember we were, you know, hearing this recording. And he, John asked us, they're like, you know, some bass, they do <laughs> some goofy thing. And Mark, our producer, was like, Oh, yeah, we got a tall, gangly guy. <laughs> so for, you know, the first few weeks, John... Gangly guy. ...knew me as... <laughs> the gangly, gangly, gangly guy. Yeah. But he knew you. But he he knew did. Me. He knew me. He, he calls us the boys. <laughs> <laughs> the boys. John is uh, directing our music video. Yeah, that's what we're... Single. So, the next uh, thing we're... We are doing. meeting with him soon to discuss our vision and that yeah. sort of thing, what he's thinking. So. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Now, do you want to... Yeah. Um, do you guys have a kind of a, a thought in mind for the video, and, and uh, you guys kind of work that out? Maybe Man, so you, many. Uh, what do you call it? Storyboarded and all that kind of stuff. There's That's the easy. There's the easy route, just you know, shirtless on a beach. But <laughs> we're trying to have a little more depth. I was thinking we get a spaceship. <laughs> okay, this is why we don't right. make choices. <laughs> no more microphone for CJ. So, you made it. More CJ. <laughs> you made it. And cowbell. 88, 99 percent of the way. You made it. So, no way. No, we don't have a solid idea. No. There's, there's, stuff, there's stuff floating around. So. Yeah. Uh, Kind of space ships. Sit down and Spaceships is not on the table. So. <laughs> Sounds like they're floating around to me. Yeah. <laughs> they are floating up there somewhere. See, you get it. You gotta get, you gotta get the bad ones out yeah. first yeah. before you can get to the really yeah. good stuff. That's cool. Live on radio isn't the necessarily best place to get the bad ones out. <laughs> we weren't actually thinking of Spaceships. Fans gonna create a fan video. <laughs> no. 
Anything Pages. else that you guys want to talk about before we, uh, before we wrap things up? No, just, you know, interact with us. Social media, Check we love all that stuff. Yeah, the Tramps yeah, Live. Yeah. Well, I want to thanks a lot. And we got the Tramps, Brad Barnes, Christopher Natal- Natoli. There you yes, go. Sir. There yeah, Italian. Vincent Mintry. You're not going to get this one. Antoine Coetzee. Pretty close. Yeah, Good yeah. see ya. Good see ya. South African. Yeah, cool. They're good guys, and uh, get a chance to check them out. They are uh, the Tramps Live on all the uh, different social media things. Check them out. Follow them there. If you if you can't find the link, it's linked on the uh, front page of Switchfold. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for coming Thank in. Thanks for coming out. This was such a pleasure. We really appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, it's almost time for Brewskies. This is from uh, the Tramps also. That's life. That's life, that's life, that's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on top in June. I say that's life, that's life, and as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks. Stopping on a dream But I won't let it, let it get me down Cause this final world keeps spinning around I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself laying flat on my face I pick myself up and get Back in the race That's life That's life That's life And I can't deny it I thought I'd quit But my heart won't buy it If I didn't think it was worth one single try I'd jump right on a big bird And then I'd fly I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life, and I can't deny it. I thought of quitting, but my heart won't buy it. And if I didn't think it was worth one single try, I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball and die. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Rebecca Romaine. 
As a former model, I used to walk runways all over the world. Paris, Milan, New York. This is Salif Diara. As a local health worker, he walks the pathways of his village in Mali, West Africa, every day to help treat severely ill children. Like many children in the developing world, those in Salif's village are threatened by common illnesses that kill millions worldwide. But unlike villages without a local health worker, the children in Salif's village get the care they need to survive. And even though you can't walk in his shoes, you can help him with his work. Help one, save many. See where the good goes at goodgoes.org and find out all the ways you can help get the good where it needs to go. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. This is Parker Ainsworth. You're listening to Swoop's World, where things are awesome all the time. Remember that. Mama driving, don't know why she's crying out again. Streets are passing by. It's time for Brewski's, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewski's, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. All right, well, hey, this is always a good time when you're you guys are okay in our always got to go up on the charts there, so thanks for hanging in. Peter, what are we tasting today? All right, so tonight's beer is Almanac uh, IPA. These guys are out of uh, San Jose, California, and for me, these are new. I've never heard of these guys, don't know nothing about them, Almanac Beer Company. And I'm going to read to you what they have to say about their own brew. Almanac IPA, it's 7.5% alcohol. We love that. Introducing our year-round Almanac IPA, a West Coast hop bomb overflowing with hop flavors and aromas. We start with a copper-hued malt base of California-grown two-row barley with small additions of German Vienna malt. Not my favorite. Uh, crystal malts and biscuit malt, and that's I hate biscuit malt. Anyhow, okay, well, you know, moving along here. Then we start. Obviously, right? Then we start layering on the hops grown all along the West Coast in California, Oregon, Washington. We combine Apollo, El Dorado, Simcoe, and Mosaic. Mosaic's yummy. To create our own unique twist on the IPA style with intense aromas of grapefruit and tangerine peel, melon pineapple and pine trees the finish has a clean bitterness and a light saltine cracker note so that sounds like a whole lot to live up to yet to hear that one i know the saltine cracker note that's a new one for me saltine crackers are more like the day after a bunch of yeah 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 right well anyhow that's what they have to say almanac india pale ale these guys are out of san jose and uh anybody familiar with these guys had, had anything else by them so this will be a totally new tasting for us because usually we've had at least a brew from you know if it's not that one we've had something similar to it hey t-bone over here cheated no no no, that was purely the aroma oh okay all right so anyhow here's, here's, here's how purely the aroma. we're gonna taste beer and then you're gonna give us your honest opinion on it we're gonna go all the way around the room on that then we're gonna come back and score the beer okay uh scores uh, run from one through ten ten being so pass along the uh, mic as needed. Everybody, uh, salute, and best of luck to you guys. Thanks for coming in. Salute. We'll do the, the long distance. Boom, to the tramps. Good luck, guys. Good luck.
One M. One M. Christopher, your thoughts? I love IPAs. It's the only beer that I actually do drink when I do drink beer. It's got a great smell, like once you put in the glass up to your uh, face there. Uh, tastes good, though. Tastes just like, uh, I mean, it's not too strong of an IPA. Uh, I haven't had, hadn't had a beer in a while, so I already feel it in the legs. <laughs> Welcome back. So it's working. Let me, He's from the show me state, so. Yeah, yeah, I know. Budweiser's our thing. But, uh, as far as an IPA goes, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. I, it's a great IPA. It's got a big citrus burst right at the top, and then uh, finishes more sweetly, which is nice. And the, the hop uh, aftertaste isn't too uh, too bitter. Uh, I really like it. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm not a fan of the Washington hops per se, so <laughs> that's all I got. Um, <laughs> DC, right? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you know, I personally. For me, an IPA is a hit or miss. You know, I'm not a big hoppy fan, but um, this is pretty good. The hops are pretty mellow. Um, I for sure like the pineapple. I can taste that in there, and the saltine crackers just, you know, they're crumbling there. I can see them on the bottom, kind of floating in there. So I like that little crunch. Uh, my turn. Uh, it's good. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's really good. It's actually it. Uh, um, I like more floral. Um, you know, based on the description, I, I didn't think I was going to like it much. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but, and, you know, you, you, you mentioned the malts. I'm not a big, big malt fan. I actually like it. I actually like the taste of it. It surprised me. And maybe because yeah. I, I came in with some uh, some low expectations. Uh, that always it, helps. It has exceeded have those. We, have we always talked about that? It's all about <laughs> managing expectations. The whole description. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he really dragged it down. He really drug it way down. Yeah. yeah. We have to get him a new theme song. Yeah. Something more negative. But, uh, yeah, I actually I like it. I'm, yeah, I'm Mr. Half, half Full guy. Tonight you were. I'm about you to be all, to be about to be all empty. Yeah, no. That's a problem. Man. I did say I had a rough day today. You did. All right. Peter. Well, um... I like this beer, but as we've talked about a lot of times, if they don't categorize it correctly, then it throws you off. And to me, this this really doesn't even qualify as an IPA. Uh, Vince, right? Much I'm with you. Too much on the malt. And a, a true IPA should finish on the hops. That's my thinking. That's my thinking. Um, now, if they had called this something else, I probably could have gotten behind it. But you're calling it an IPA, so I'm expecting to be just clubbed with hops at the end because that's what I like uh, when I'm drinking an IPA. All that being said, I think it's a really well-made beer, and uh, biscuit malt is not my favorite, as I mentioned. I really don't like that malt. Uh, and then Vienna malt tends to be sweet, which I think we have here is a bit of a sweet. So if you like that, this is almost like a supercharged pale ale, but it doesn't quite, for me, rise to the IPA level. Uh, so that's, that's my nitpicking there. All, but it's really a well-made beer, and I would love to track these guys down and find something else 
buy them because it's, it's a well-made beer. I imagine some of their other beers, something something theirs I'm going to like a lot, I imagine. I'm sure Timo, as well as I am, surprised that you actually nitpick something. Hey, you know. <laughs> That's my job, right? It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> Timo. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a bit hop. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. It's a bit malt-forward for my taste and malt afterward as well. Um, but... I have to say, this is a very enjoyable beverage. Uh, I think that they they didn't necessarily walk the fine line, but they came close enough to the fine line that anyone who enjoys beer, even if normally IPAs kind of scare them or offend them, is probably going to be able to drink this. I agree, yeah. And, very drinkable. And people who despise the bubbly yellows and the, the super sweets of the beer world We'll probably also still be able to drink this. So I think this, for for considering that this is the first time we have heard of these yeah. almanac encountered. It's an interesting little logo they got there. Yeah. Farm to barrel. I'm, Farm to barrel. Really intrigued ABC. by that. You know, yeah. I want to see how true they are to that that mantra. But uh, considering this is our first exposure to these guys, I think they struck a pretty good balance in terms of getting a lot of people to be able to enjoy their beer. So I, I got to give them. Not a number. <laughs> Christopher, scale of one to ten, ten being best. Uh, yeah, I think with what Peter said, um, if you want an IPA, I'd say this is about a six as far as an IPA goes. But as far as beer goes, you know, I'd give it like an eight. Straight through. Like you got to give us a, which, gotta, which number you, you want me one. to use. You got to pick one. Oh, uh, see, it's so tough. It's okay because I'll take either one. So. Let's go seven. There you go. <laughs> nice. He thinks right the way we um, think. There, there you go. go with seven as well. You're the man. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six. Just the malt is a little too much for me at the end. Yeah. I'll do seven as well. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you're still, you're still, you're still, you're still, you're still, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I'm at a six and a half. Oh, he's messed with you. Yeah. All right. I'm just gonna go with this. Round up, round up, down. Whatever. No, 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 you, it's whatever okay. You need to it's do, okay. I'm got, gonna go. I got open-toed shoes on tonight. There you go. <laughs> right. I can do this. I'm gonna go with the six, and uh, mainly because, like I said, I don't think this is a true IPA, uh, but it's a well-made beer. So, a six for me. This is how you guys can tell that I am not, in fact, Rain Man, because I already have spit out a fun number. But you know, as far purely as a beer goes, this for me is. Is a seven, so that makes my math a lot. Somewhere between six and seven, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be on the north side of six and a half. There you go. That's as good as you're gonna get for the time being. Well, some of the other closer to six and a half than seven, but it's still. Some of the other beers these guys have out there is uh, the Golden Gate Goose Goose Goose. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, It's that's a terrible beer. Is it? Yeah, but it looks terrible. And then there's that's, um, it's like a sour almost. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not familiar with that one. They have the Saison Dolores, which is going to be a wheat beer. They were supposed to have the, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably not going to be a to our liking, but you know, to each his own. And then they've got a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So I'm just going to read. I won't read them all because they've got a lot. But they've got stuff like heirloom pumpkin, uh, uh, farmers reserve citrus, brandy barrel peach. Uh, dog patch sour. So it sounds like these guys are much more on the uh, 
Belgian side of things, lambics and whatnot. And, you know, God bless you if that's what you like. But you're not welcome here in the studio. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's all good, but just don't bring that crap in here. What are we eating with this, Peter? Uh, this, yeah, it's a good, it's a good brew. As I say, it's not maybe a true IPA, but it's a good brew. It's well-made beer, and this is something uh, hearty. You know, steaks, uh, big flavors, chili. Uh, as we're moving into the uh, cold part of the year, theoretically speaking, um, we might get to the point where we could have like some like Irish stews and stuff like that. This would go with that. So um, that's. <laughs> When are we getting to the cold? I said theoretically. Theoretically. Holy crap. Can it please come now? Yeah, yeah. Theoretically, we're going to get to the cold part of the year. So uh, that's probably what you're going to want to drink with this. It's a heavy enough beer that uh, obviously if that's all you've got to drink, you'll drink it. But um, it's not one of those necessarily standalones. This is one of those probably go better with food. Uh, so check that out. There you have it, another edition of Brisky, sponsored by Drinks. Plenty more to go. We got uh, Anthony Davis coming up here in about uh, 20 minutes. Uh, T-Bone's timeout shortly after that or during that or around that. Uh, we've still got the, the tramps are still hanging with us for a little bit. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to here, Peter. We're going to listen to Black Whiskey Union. This is gone. Back after this. <laughs> you 
Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. This is Daddy Dewdrop. Every Wednesday night. So here we go. Stuck in the back, hanging on. 
outside of our 1969 cab over camper where the laughter roared and the gym beam poured and we sat out underneath the stars with a cute hippie girl who pointed out Mars and as we crawled into our sleeping bags she stripped down to her metal tags and we saw all her femininity and said thank you God for Trinity Hello, this is James Eday from the Dub Rock Duo. Just wanted to let you know that you're listening to Swoop World. several weeks and as we start to catch up we'll start off right out of the gate with T-Bone DraftKings man <laughs> alright well you, you know. thought I was going to say something else didn't no, you? no 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 uh, I, I, I was right on, right on cue alright <laughs> you've heard of the rest now let's talk about the best and that is DraftKings.com if you are interested in one day or one week fantasy football check out DraftKings.com and you're going to get there by going to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings or clicking on that banner on the right side of the page the big numbers and letters that you need to look at on said banner are $20 million guaranteed. guaranteed. That means that somebody is going to win, or some combination of people are going to win, $20 million guaranteed. All this for having, at best, a cursory knowledge of the game of American football, which, you know, hey, puts you on the level with Roger Goodell, at least. <laughs> so, uh... Get, to, get yourself over there. It's like fantasy football, except you don't have to worry about setting your lineup every Wednesday night or Thursday morning. You just set your lineup for a week, and then you win money or you don't. And then if you want to play again next week, you do it again. If you don't, then screw it. You don't have to be the laughing stock of your league. You don't have to be taco. You can just be another guy who won or didn't win and then moves on with his life. It's kind of like Vegas. What happens on DraftKings.com stays on (laughs) DraftKings.com. So, if you like fantasy football but don't really feel like getting busted by your boss every single week for playing fantasy sports at work, get yourself on down to SwoopsWorld.com slash DraftKings and get a free entry into a ridiculously large amount of money giveaway. It's a good time. Cool. I was at REI the other day, and I'd been there like a couple weeks ago. There was only one uh, Peter's Books left there. And Woo-hoo. I went by there the other day, and there's five on the shelf, so they've restocked. Oh, they've restocked. Tell us a little That's bit a good about thing. Book, Peter. Where to Bike Orange County is a book I wrote, part of a travel series, of which there's about 12, 15, or something like that. I wrote the one covering Orange County, covered the 85 best rides in Orange County. 
the book is geared towards the recreational rider looking to find fun and interesting places to go throughout Orange County. Each ride has a, uh, an accurate ride log, a map, places to, to, uh, uh, places to stop. And, and, you know, get refreshments, things to do along the route, and uh, it all ties in with a companion app. So, Where to Bike, Orange County, uh, you can get that at your local bookstores. As Swoop was mentioning, REI is carrying it. Um, the local bike shops are carrying it. And, of course, if you go to Swoop's World's uh, website, you will find a an ad for that. Click on that. That will take you to that mega store known as Amazon. And they will ship it directly to your front door. If you go that route, Soup's World will earn a few pennies. So check it out. Where to bike, Orange County. Orange County. Hey, uh, for all your fitness needs, you're in the Long Beach area, check out our good friend Jack Nunn. Jack will be uh, uh, our guest on the show next week. We have actually two guests next week. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, check out Jack for all your fitness needs. Uh, if you want to get in shape, stay in shape, train for some kind of sporting event, he is the guy to talk to, and he will take you to where you need to be. He's got all kinds of good stuff. Uh, what do you call it? Per- boot camp, personal training, indoor rowing, and much, much more. Located at 5750 Boathouse Lane, right here in Long Beach. You can give him a call at 562-688-1716 or look him up at roworx.com, rowworks.com. Let him know the Swoops Roll sent you and your first week is free. How about Audible.com, Peter? Well, Audible.com is a website that, not surprisingly, will provide you with books that you can hear. So it's all about listening to the book. And uh, Swoop's been doing this for a while, so give us give us a lowdown on what I you've been doing just, lately. Uh, this month, I, 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 I listened to The Hard Way uh, by Lee Child, a Jack Reacher uh-huh. novel, uh, narrated by Dick Hill. Dick Hill narrates those other books I like. Uh, with the uh, first to kill the uh, the sniper, the Marine Corps sniper guy. Um, so uh, I like his narrations, and um, I, I hadn't done a whole lot of Lee Child stuff, uh, but a very good book, very yep. good book, and a very good narration, and uh, enjoyed it immensely. And uh, gonna have to start buying some extra credits when I get through these credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so anyhow. Audible.com. If you're gonna check these out, the, the, where would you do this? We've talked about this before. Uh, you know. Stuck in traffic. Swoop likes to listen to him on his bike rides. I do that sometimes as well. Uh, you know, you are, I traveled across the country. And, you know, you reach that point where, like, jostling and reading, just, you just like, I just want to sit still and listen to something. So, planes, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, those are your places. Drown out your kids. Uh, lots of times where you could be, uh, you know, listening to these books. And as we've talked about, lots of great talent reading some of these uh and in some cases some of the more popular books they'll have three or four actors doing the whole thing so it's it's a great way it's almost in its own different form so even if it's a book you've heard or read before already it's, it's kind of a cool thing to go um so if you go to the soups world homepage, you will find or any of the pages you will find the uh soups world banner ad there that'll take you there to the audible trial.com forward slash soups world uh, that'll get you. Here's the great thing about doing it this way. That will get you a free download. Uh, so make sure you pick an expensive book. Um, you get a free download, and uh, as Swoop was just talking about credits, that's the way to go. Uh, sign up each month. You you know, little payment goes in, and you get a credit. Like clockwork, man. Like clockwork. 
Credits do not expire, as I can attest to, because I, I usually wait because just whatever. Whatever ends up happening, I'm like, okay. And then I download three or four books. So uh, it's a great way to go. And, of course, if you go that route, uh, Swoops Forward, earn a few more pennies. So check it out, audibletrial.com forward slash Swoops Forward. Look at you, man. Come on, going off vacation. You're, 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 you're styling, All pro-like. You got it, man. Shout out to those listening in uh, the you know, chat rooms down tonight. Uh, thank you. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, but I know uh, Stacey and Ama are out there and uh, a few other people that uh, regularly tune in and then jump in the chat room. we got to give them a shout out for, you know, tuning in. Those who are listening on TalkStream Live, thank you so much. We always appreciate that. We're going to be giving Anthony Davis a call here real quick in about uh, three or four minutes. But uh, T-Bone. We, we got the surprise. Uh, we got the surprise. Uh, uh, well, Facebook. Uh, Facebook. I, I told you guys a while ago that it was going to yeah, be yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But you yeah, indicated that it might I, be happening. I did not give you the. Uh, I, I. This was an interesting concept for me. I've never done this before. I hope I never have to do it again. <laughs> uh, so do I. I mean, you know. But you know. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I, I have sat on some secrets in my time. Usually not very successfully, but this was one where, to some extent, I had to release some information. You know, you have to talk. Like I said, I hope I never have to do this again. <laughs> so since this was my first one, I had to, you know, talk to her parents, ask for permission. You did all the right all stuff, man. Look at you, you're a good man. Uh, and then I needed some help from some friends to make some things happen <laughs> on game day, you know. And so, you know, there were, and I talked to my parents, obviously, and you know, there were a few people that, that were in the know well in advance. And That's a lot of trust there, man. Uh, <laughs> and it was funny because we were camping Labor Day weekend, right? We're out in the middle of nowhere. We had some tent issues, so the tent wasn't working quite as well as we would have hoped it would. Uh, but then also... It, didn't bring an air mattress. And I was like, no, we're, we're fucking camping. We're, we're roughing it, We don't need an air mattress. <laughs> we had like four of those. If you can bring an air mattress, you might as well bring a, a, an yeah. RV, right? Yeah, we had a whole bunch of those pads and everything. Yeah. Like, we'll be fine. Well, then one of our friends was like, oh, we've got an extra air mattress. Here, you can use this. All right, so then she pulls all of our shit out of the tent. She's like, I put all your important stuff, your phone, your keys, your wallet, you know, every other... I put all your important stuff in the front pocket of your backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Tells me this, and I'm like, oh. She didn't say anything, but I know what was in that pocket of the backpack. And thankfully, I love you, but you're oblivious. (laughs) Thankfully, she didn't notice. She's just shoving stuff in that pocket. Yeah. It's got to go somewhere. And, uh, yeah, so I, at that point, I figured the jig was up. And then that night, all of the old dudes that we camped with were like, oh, when are you going to marry this woman? Come on. And I'm like, will you shut the hell up? In 24 hours, this will not be an issue. But if you can just shut your goddamn yap for, like, until then, that would be great. And, you know, so then the next evening after I, after I asked her, and she said yes... All these guys are like, oh, so you're going to get married on the river tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's not it. Not the 
plan. <laughs> That's not really in the script here. So. Well, congratulations, man. Thank you. Good for you, brother. Thanks. Yeah. So. I only want to do that one once. Uh, so that, for sure. Now it's all believable. You said that, that that moments, those moments before, where you're kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know, this is, I don't know if this is real. <laughs> what if she says no? <laughs> that was. Yeah. Thankfully, I think she was not coerced, but so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> not coerced. Yeah, more tequila. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was totally sober. Stand on her head. Stand on her head. At least mostly sober. <laughs> <laughs> and her first words were, "You're joking." Yeah. Was like, She's like, right. "Stun sunstroke, sunstroke." <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get more into this uh, as the show goes on. We're gonna give AD a call. It's time to give AD a call. Let's see what he's got. Grab a beer. Want one? Plan yep. to catch up on. I'm good, man. Good evening. Good evening. We have Anthony Davis on the line. Uh, as we always tell you, five-time NCAA champion at USC football and baseball, as well as uh, NFL, CFL, USFL, you name it, he played. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing fine. Hello. I didn't do it. You did it, man. I didn't. Hello? I didn't do anything. You muted us or something, man. <laughs> So, I don't hear Hello. It. I heard everything him when he said good evening. Everything plugged in still? Yeah, we're still all plugged in. Eddie, you there? I'm here. Oh, there hey. you go. All right, man. How you doing? I've, I've been here. All right. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing great. A lot of stuff going on in sports today. A lot of stuff going on. We haven't talked for quite a while. Let's uh, let's jump into the first things. Uh, let's 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 go back a couple of days ago. You had talked about earlier uh, your daughter being a Raiders cheerleader. Apparently, the Raiders settled that lawsuit. Well, now that you're talking to my daughter about this, because I don't know what, how she fits into that. But she was with the Raiders, I think, 2010. Is the settlement based on 2010 to the present or all the way back? So I'm not really sure on how that really settlement worked. Yeah. But she might be entitled for some compensation. What are your, you know, you had talked about the fact that the, you, you thought they were underpaid. You, does this, does this settlement look good to you, or does it look like they uh, uh, were just trying to close the books on it? First of all, let me say this. Let me say this to you. the NFL. And if you the NFL, you're listening. First of all, these women are part of your brand, so you take care of your brand. You don't treat these women very subservient. These are part of the, they're part of the team. They're part of your whole organization, so they need to be paid accordingly. If they earn the right to be a cheerleader for for the brand, one of the thirty-two teams, or how many te- how many cheerleading teams they have, they need to be paid appropriately. And that's what I believe. Even though my daughter was on there as a member of the Raiders, she should have been paid appropriately too. Matter of fact, she used to do autograph shows with me and do Monday night games with me. Up in a place called Bath Bay, California, that is subsidized and stuff like that. Of course, you know, I'm helping my daughter to school and everything else. But the bottom line is, I used to subsidize her income by taking out doing shows together, father daughter thing. So these women need to be compensated properly. And I'm glad to see, and I'm glad to see this is the first steps in that direction. And I can tell you, if Roger Goodell wants to, wants to get back in good graces, <laughs> you take care of those women. 
Well, you, 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 talk, know? you talk about the NFL brand, and uh, the NFL brand is uh, front and center in the headlines these days with uh, the whole release of the uh, the Ray Rice uh, video and, and whether or not the NFL did what they supposed to have done or should have done or whatnot. Uh, you've been following that. What are your thoughts on it? Well, let me say this to you. I know Roger. I've known Roger Goodell for 13 years, okay? And I know him. I've had conversations with him. And all I can tell you is really it's a sad day for the biggest organization in the United States who have a relationship with Homeland Security, the FBI, the CIA, and all these people. You don't have a video of that to that nature? And now they're saying that they, they, they contacted the league office and said that you knew they had it in your office and you didn't see that tape? Something's wrong. If people will not believe in that. And that's what's when these women, this one, these women groups are up in arms. You didn't see that, Kathy? The TMZ can get it. You can't get that. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, people are going nuts about that. And you got, you got, you, you got, the, you got thirty-two collective, you got thirty-two collectively richest men in the world collectively, and you people can't videotape. Come on, man. I don't get that. Here, here's what and, every, and, that's, and, that's what, and every and everyone is questioning that. That, that part in itself is ridiculous. I mean, when we've got people now saying, yes, this this was sent to the NFL back in April. Yeah, that, I mean, that's not a surprise that somebody here is a piss-poor cover-up artist. But here's the part that bugs me. There are two NFL coaches now who have said things to the effect that this video changes things. And I don't see how this video changes things. We knew months ago that Ray Rice assaulted and knocked out his fiance now wife and now that we've actually seen the video of it now we're supposed to be more upset i i just don't see why that changes things she was already well, rolled, she was already passed out on the ground with he the was video. dragging her the video out. that we had from outside the elevator already showed her knocked out and being dragged out right and i don't see how this video changes how deplorable his act was i think that this is this is cowardice on the part of a lot of people to say that oh this video all of a sudden now I'm offended I mean granted there were plenty of people who were offended beforehand and good for them and you know it's just it's a sad situation for their family in general but I, I think that this video is not a game changer in any way I think this is a, a chance at a uh, a second chance and a mea culpa for the NFL and it's it's bad PR and worse handling and spin and I don't understand why this should change anything. Well, because we, you, like you said, we, we knew what happened. Yeah, we, we saw we saw we saw the the results of what happened. Uh-huh. I mean, she was he, he was dragging her like a sack of potatoes mm. out of the elevator, and he wouldn't even like you know. There, no well, well, basically, what he's saying is, I agree with him. But basically, what he's saying is, if they had this tape for three months ago, they could have been putting stuff together three months ago. If they saw it, they, they, they've already said that the NFL office has that tape. So, yeah, why should you be offended coming out now? It, it, you don't even have to see that. If he struck it before then, yeah. and that's bad enough. But this is this is just added this added in, uh, ammunition to to, to, this, to the process. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, uh, the, the policy of two games is wrong. He, he they should have really set him down, really drilled him. When they did a thorough investigation, the problem that people are having everywhere is that they now everybody's saying and TMZ is saying that this they've had this tape for three months, oh, yeah. four well, months. But here's the thing with TMZ, and people forget this: most people do investigations 
you know, uh, if it's law enforcement, they have subpoena powers. If it's a, if it's a private enterprise, they can ask. Uh, TMZ pays for shit. And, and not that the NFL doesn't have the money to pay for stuff, but I don't think they want to set a precedence mm-hmm. of paying for paying for uh, uh, evidence. And I, and you you know good and well that TMZ paid for this yeah. and got it and showing it. Uh, not that I'm not saying that the NFL should you know didn't do the didn't do their due diligence, but the thing is is to, to come down really super hard on the NFL whether or not uh, they didn't have it in the first place. Maybe if they did, that's something different. But if they didn't have it, my guess would be they weren't willing to be extorted for 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 the tape. They had enough evidence, like like T-Bone said, watching them drag her out of out of the elevator, and uh, and and we're making their making their you know their decisions based on that. Well, whether or not the punishment was. Uh, uh, stiff enough is another thing, but the thing is, is TMZ pays for evidence, and most companies don't do that. Well, well, the thing is, if, if, if that's we know TMZ does that, I've heard that. But since this is the NFL, Atlantic City, the nature of the of, of the incident, you're going to get everything. And the only thing I'm saying is now, now is the NFL's word against. The, the the casinos word. Hey, we called NFL. We said you, we, we, they gave it to a certain person. They got a recording of it. What's going on here? It, unless unless the staff at the NFL is incompetent, well, the staff or the just NFL not doing their job in such a way that they can fire the the guy who got it. You know, plausible deniability. That, that's the whole thing. That might come down. We might find out who it is. Somebody's gonna get. Somebody's gonna get oh, cooked for that. I you, whoever that guy is. It's a matter of 24 hours before his name is in the media and that fucker's fired. <laughs> because right now it's all on Roger Goodell. And if, if Roger Goodell comes to, comes to the conclusion that it was in his NFL office and he, and he didn't know it was there, that's pretty bad. But it's hard for me to believe that Roger being the, the commissioner of the most popular sports league in North America and the world, basically, you don't know anything about this tape? That, that, see, that's, that's, what people, that's what's hard for people to get their head around. That you don't get this, and then TMZ gets it, whether they pay for it or not. Come on, you're the NFL, and if you did have to pay some dollars, so who whoopie do? So what? Well, I, my, my my point my point is, is my point is is uh, most I don't care you know how big a company is. Most companies don't want to set a precedent to paying for. Especially as much trouble as NFL players get involved in, <laughs> uh, you set a precedent to paying you know paying somebody off for some evidence on, on this case, and then the next guy knows that uh, you know hey I got a tape here of this guy doing this, and you guys paid the last guy that, and you get and, and you know it's you know it's it's the domino effect, and and I, I don't think they want to do that now whether or not they had the tape and got it uh, before and it just came out uh, you know who knows but. That was my only point with with the fact that, you know, everybody was jumping through hoops because TMZ had it and, and allegedly the NFL didn't. But TMZ is notorious for paying for information, paying for uh, uh, videotapes and stuff like that. And not asking too many questions exactly. about where, where it came, came from. from. Exactly. So <laughs> now, that was my point on that. Yeah, but, you know, that that's true. And I agree with that part, that part of it, too. But even still, with the TMZs in the world out there, the NFL is savvy, okay? They know that. With, with, with social media and all the cameras, there's no privacy now anymore, and the rights should know better in, anyway. You can't do anything like that, especially in a casino. I'm just telling you, with, with today's game, the NFL could have got anything they wanted to get. That's all I'm saying. And even if TMZ does pay for it, they should have been a step ahead of TMZ and got it themselves. 
when guys went into the circumstance, they, they had to do that. And that's what people are having the problems with. I've had 20 calls in the last two days behind that. People tell me, man, did you see that AD? I said, did you think they had to, well, I, well, I, they had to have it in an office somewhere? They had to. And, unless there's going to be some convincing evidence that they really didn't know, which we doubt. I mean, come on. You got to stay ahead of these TMZs because that's the nature of, the, of our society now. Regardless if they paid for it or not. I will take your word, but they do pay for stuff. But the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, everybody has to be a step ahead of people's organizations like TMZ because they're going to get the information on you. This was a bad situation, and the NFL tried to, you know, they, they blew it on the initial response. They did. They blew it. Right. Two games suspended. Absolutely. And that, was a failed, that was a failed attempt Absolutely. to pacify people. And, you know, Absolutely. the, 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 the whole, the whole goal of justice is not to make people happy. It's to, to assess an appropriate response to bad things that have happened. But I don't think that this was an appropriate response, and the NFL blew that, and they got called on it. And then this video became public. I guarantee you that people in that league office in New York City saw this video. And you know, b- before TMZ blew the lid off this thing, I guarantee you that people saw it one way or another. Absolutely. I, I find it uh, amazing that the, 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 the NFL is, is uh, somehow taking the high road on this, AD, because, uh, you know, there are stories uh, going back to your era and prior to your era of some huge, big-name uh, football players, some Hall of Famers who uh, allegedly beat wives and beat girlfriends and, and threw people out of windows and, and things of that nature. This is not new to the NFL. No, no, no. But it's the circumstances around what happened with Ray Rice and the situation in Atlantic City, the thing, the spitting and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we've heard all the stories from all the way on up to now, you know, but it's the way it happened, the dramatics of the time, the TMZ, the whole, the elevator, doing the news conference with the team behind you, and all of this stuff, and the two-game suspension. And now you got all the women groups involved. So it's become a dramatic thing. It became a mini-reality show. That's what it's come to. This became a farce. And then they retract the suspension where they ban him for life. Well, if they're going to ban him or suspend him indefinitely, it's a whole bunch of guys they need to take out, kick out the league. Yeah. Okay? Seriously. It should kick a whole bunch of guys. What's that, what's that clown up there in San Francisco? That fake, that bomb threat or something came off the plane? Yeah. And wait, wait, what about, what about LeGarrette Blunt and this cat in Pittsburgh smoking weed? And a, and a motorcycle cop smelling just looking like a choo-choo train going down the street? I mean, there's, so there's a lot of guys they need. Cause let me tell you something. I'm commissioned in the National Football League. I'm going to be a monster. I'm going to lay up there and I'm going to tell them, you do this, you're gone. You do that, you're gone. Because I can tell you, in my day, if you did that kind of stuff, you were gone. You were gone. I mean, they covered it up. <clears throat> but I mean. But now, AD, how, how much can you tell me about the old NFL security personnel guys back in the days, because I, I hear that they, I mean, essentially there was like a private investigative force that worked for the NFL and kept an eye on all you guys back then. Is that a real well, thing? It was, it, it was, well, see, that's what makes it even bad because it, it, it's not intense like it is today. It's, it's much more sophisticated. Than back in the day, they didn't have all that kind of stuff. That's why guys got away with a lot of stuff, unless it was blatantly blatant, you know. And you got to remember that some of the guys who did the stuff, I mean, it was so pushed under the carpet but because they didn't have the, the, 
the manpower and, and the financial stuff to maintain to maintain forces like that, man. You know, this league, the league is not he doesn't like the league doesn't like it yesterday. Every everybody in every person in the average population wasn't armed with a video camera and all that stuff back then. And every public place didn't have a camera back then. No, but you didn't have the surveillance, the cam. You didn't have that stuff like it was 35, 40 years. You didn't have that. You just didn't have it. Now you can't walk down the street. You, you, you they just watch you put on your shoes now. You know, now back in the day, you didn't have they put they watch you put it on your jock strap. <laughs> you know? well, I guess they see. I guess they can see you doing everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to be. I'm trying to be clean on the show tonight because I know they see everything. I know they see everything. You can be clean. We're not going. <laughs> All right, Andy. Let's let's since we're talking about the NFL. Uh, yeah, first week uh, has gone by. Uh, actually, it's the first. Um, you saw you, you saw you see some games. Uh, you see some teams lose to teams that uh, I mean, you know, the, the the Patriots lost to the Dolphins. Uh, Detroit beat the crap out of the the, the Giants. A uh, lot of lot of weird things happening in the NFL this week. What what, what do you uh, what do you see? What do you foresee uh, coming up this week? Well, let me say this to you because it's just just better the past weekend. Come on, look, listen. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one team in the NFL that everybody's got to get to. That's the Seattle Seahawks. Like I told you guys before, Pete, had a, Pete Carroll set the standard and set the height. Everybody else is down there swimming with the fish. Okay? What we saw with Dallas, that was expected. What we saw with Washington, that was expected. Okay? Green Bay, that was expected in mind. Giants, that was expected. But I'm saying anybody that's not Seattle, Everything's going to be like a piston all through the year. Anything goes this year because you don't know who's going to win from week to week. The Patriots, they're getting old. They don't have the pieces and stuff. They just don't have the pieces. And, you know, and, and the only criticism I have of Belichick with the Patriots, even playing the Dolphins, is that they probably should have kept going blunt with the team because he, he was a decent runner. But, you know, with Brady, Brady getting older, you got to put pieces around him. You have to. Gronk, hey, man, he's a walking uh, bag of injuries. That bad arm, that bad knee, he's not the same guy. He ain't the same player anymore. Like I told people, you get to blow your knee out, you're not the same guy. I don't care what people say to you. I don't care what it is. I mean, the technology, the medical stuff is better than that. But I'm just saying, but up and down the league, and for this game, for this thing coming up this week, it's up for grabs. It, 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 anything can happen. Any, anybody can win now. If you just said that New Orleans was going to lose to Atlanta, come on, no, come on, Atlanta. Well, look what happened. Yeah. Look, 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 look at the flaky San Diego Chargers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, they the perform, thing is, they performed. They're not flaky. They, they were who we thought they were. Very consistent <laughs> on Sundays and very consistent on Mondays. <laughs> consistently good in one regard and consistently bad. We almost sit out a suicide watch over at T Bone's house. Here was the worst part is that I, I was apparently, I had promised on Sunday night that I would not drink until this Saturday. So Monday night I was sitting there drinking water. <laughs> that, my friends, is not pleasant. Well, well interesting, yeah. interesting enough, the one, the one stat that, uh, that, that was making the rounds uh, the other night was that uh, this was, uh, you know, after, the, after week one, this is the first time in Tom Brady's career that he was in last place. <laughs> wow. They haven't lost an opener since 2003. Yeah. Wow. But that's okay. That, that, that can happen. Oh, yeah. 
But they're, but, they're, but they're taking it up in the Super Bowl this year. You just never know. Look, well, the league right. is the last time they were the in league, last place, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, no. Like I'm last telling time you. they lost their first mm-hmm. game, I should say. Everything below the Seahawks is up for grabs. It's going to be like a, a car and a piston going up and down. You don't know from week to week who's going to win. You can put all your projections out there. It doesn't matter. You throw them out the window. Because you don't know who's going to win this. And that's how the parity of the league is. The people standing at the top or the Seahawks? Do you, think it's, it. you think it's parity? When I, I, in my opinion, the best two teams in the league are in the same division. Uh, I think that's right. the 49ers and the Seahawks. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, They're the best two teams in football. And, and the first one is the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, San Francisco, and everybody else. And everybody else. And everybody else. Look, Pete Carroll set the standard for how you draft and how you scout and how you play and how you use everybody in your system to the maximum. No one else does what Pete Carroll does. Everybody talking about the quarterback big hat. You tell me, you can live and die with the quarterback. Ask Peyton Manning what happened last year. You know Peyton Manning has to have some compensation with the run game. And, and they better that, that kid ball from Wisconsin, they better run his tongue out this year because if they don't, if they do get the Super Bowl again, it's going to be the same result, in my opinion. Because Pete Carroll got the book on Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Drew Brees. He has it on everyone. And if you give Pete Carroll time enough to, to dissect your defense and your offense, hey, his history says you went from college to the pros. He's that good. Here, uh, you know, speaking, speaking of Pete Carroll, let's, let's, let's talk about where uh, a place where he – he was at prior to going to Seattle. Shift over to NCAA football. Uh, <clears throat> the 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 Trojans. Uh, we're talking Pac-12. The Trojans beat the uh, Stanford Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals, singular. The color. Cardinals. The Stanford Cardinals. <laughs> I thought it was Pac-20. Right. You know, hey, you know, people are telling me. You know, people tell me after even though I watched the game and I was hosting the game at the Kilted Field and talking to all the patrons that came in and out of the place. This is what I was hearing from people. You know, all through the week so far. Was it was it more of what Stanford Lacken did, or what USC did? Other people said that Stanford just threw the game away and they were the better team. Now, and the other people said, well, you know, USC was just one play away from losing that game or tying the game. So, I mean, basically, it was one play that deriferated that, that made the difference in the win win and loss of, of one way or the other. That and that's all I'm. And, and, every, every, and everybody's telling me it was not a clean. Well, and they and they couldn't get it in. Yeah. They couldn't get it in. That's a hell of but a I'm just telling. But I'm telling you, in terms, SC, the SC, in order to be back in in top cream of the, the powers in in, in 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 the country in the major conferences, they can't be. They can't come down to the fourth quarter with a minute and a half left to go to the game, and and, and win the game on a sack. They got to decisively beat people the way SC football is known to be played nationally. And I hate to sound like the you know the prone of the school, but I'm for USC because I'm an SC guy. But we set the standard. When 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 a USC football team goes on a football field, people think about the '70s and what we did and how we done. That's what people want to see. They don't want to see uh, a two minutes left in the game. Well, well, let me do a looky loo lucky play. They wanted to see a decisive win one way or another. They want, and if you do lose, they want to know why you lost. <laughs> if you win, they want to know you won decisively. 
They don't want you to come down the last two the two minutes of the game and oh you then we get a sack and he fumbles the ball and cover it and, and we win. Come on. But if that's gonna catch up with if you. If you beat a ranked team on the road that you haven't beaten on the road in seven eight years, I mean, you're talking about a Stanford program that has eclipsed the USC Trojans over the last six years. And to beat them that- on the road even by a field goal, it's a big deal. I mean, it was a big game. I don't think there should well, look, be any look. looking down the nose. I don't think this whole set of standard thing is valid. I think that's total horseshit. I mean, I think that this was a great game for a program that is really starting to rediscover themselves. And I think that, I don't I, I just don't buy that whole thing. Well, let me say this to you. Let me say this to you, straight out. Unfortunately, let me set a tradition. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, they won. And they should be excited. But don't you depend on doing that every week. Week in, win, week out. That's not going to happen. The odds will be against you. And, yeah, yeah Stanford's dominated. And, they dominated. and they've dominated because a lot of the faults fault of what Jesse's done within their program. Now, I hope they have turned the corner. But based on the play and what I've seen, they got you know, they got a long way to go. Oh, yeah. I, it's still, yeah. We're talking about the third week of the season still coming up. So, I mean. Well, I'm still telling you, I mean, we could talk about that with any other program. This, that's, this is USC. And I know, how, and, I, and I've talked to several, and I've talked to former players, current, and I've talked to a lot of people. And yeah, you're right. Third week, in the, third week coming up, but that ain't how these people at USC roll. <laughs> well, I don't roll say, like that. Uh, what I found interesting was a 13 to 10 score. I mean, it's not a score you see in the Pac-12. Pac-20, whatever it is now, uh, often, right? I mean, this is usually a league that division that they score. They score. Well, I mean, you got teams like Oregon, and you got guys that put yeah. points on the board. I, I was really surprised at that score. Not that it was close. I expected it to be close, but that it was such a low-scoring game. But it game. was a slop, you know, for, I, I, listen, I, I, I didn't watch the game. I only saw, uh, like, a little bit of the fourth quarter. I listened to the game mostly because I was at my kid's soccer game, and it sounded sloppy on the radio. It sounded like a lot of mistakes were being made, a lot of uh, uh, opportunities were being missed. Uh, and Timo, I don't know if you watched it, but it, to me it sounded sloppy on the radio. I was golfing. Well, if you, you heard it on radio, but you should have saw it on television. It's just, it's just like how you think it's on radio. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that that's, that's a problem with, and I, I know why conferences are doing this. I know why they're moving high-profile conference games to the first, second, third week of the season is because they get to compete then against, you know, a, a, a Big 12 team against a FCS school, you know, or, an, or a, a Big 10 team against a Mac school. You know, that's why these games are getting moved up there. But teams are... I mean, honestly, the the NCAA college football does not have a preseason like the NFL does. They, these these coaches are still they're putting eighteen year olds out there who don't know what the hell they did the night before, let alone what they're supposed to do on the next play. Well, they're they're jumping out of their girlfriend's bedroom window. And, and you know, <laughs> I, you got to remember, you got to about USC. Kinds of you're seeing all kinds of stuff that is uncharacteristic of where teams are in week 10, 11, 12, 13. and it's it's a different ball game, and when you throw conference games in that early in the season, you're going to get some weird results. And you know, we saw in week one with South Carolina just getting brutalized uh, by Texas A&M. You know, and I, do I think that Texas A&M is a four touchdown better football team than South Carolina? No, but when you when you throw things out in the first couple weeks of the season. 
yes, it's a TV thing more than anything. As a football thing goes, the talent between Stanford and SC, both of those teams can execute the hell out of, you know, 95 at least of the 124 teams or whatever number there are in FBS. You know the reason why I'm telling SC is lucky to get out of that one up there? Because let me tell you, here's one of the problems they have also. Still, the learning curve going on with that system. They've had three systems in nine in nine months. Okay, they're still learning the system. Everybody on that team is still learning this this, this Sark system, even though it's similar to Kiffin. They're still learning that. Well, these other programs have established programs, but I'm but I, I agree to a certain extent. But they're still learning the man system. I, that's what I've been told too. So I mean, you know, when they go back to Boston College. And play Boston. We'll find out. You know, I, I don't know how good Boston's in. I, you can't put a measure on them losing to Pittsburgh and what they're going to do. But I hope they're going to be on the road. They're going to the East Coast. Anything else. But on paper, SC should blow them out. Just from the, just from being so athletic. Well, here's because when USC gets on the football field with most of them, they're going to probably have better athletes than the next. Unless you talk about the Alabamas of the world or something like that. But I mean, in most cases, they're going to have a better athlete. What I, what I, I want to get your uh, your thoughts on uh, another team I'm sure is near and dear to you, uh, Notre Dame. They've been uh, they've been putting up some points uh, this first couple games here. Uh, are they are they as good as, uh, as as they seem to be, or what are your thoughts on that? I'll tell you something, they can, Notre Dame is a funny animal too. They, they can come out looking like wolves, or they can come out looking like lambs. Okay, who's going to show up? When they beat Michigan, was 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 Michigan that bad or was it Notre Dame that good? So you got to question. Oh, you got to wait to the end. It was like like your man said early in the season. But Notre Dame is has been a little shaky in the last couple of years. Other than the, the playoff thing with, with the national championship game with Alabama, they got to show more. See, you got to remember Notre Dame is not getting athletes like they did twenty five years ago. But but. Uh, but but the coach there is doing a good job based on what he has. Well, based on the talent he has, he does well. And also, they're being hurt because of those potential suspensions. You know, so uh, in, until they get to the middle of the year and they play some real serious competition or whatever, when everybody gets better, then then we need to talk about it. But right now, I don't know what, who's going to show up. Yeah. I really don't. And, 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 my, and the same thing with SC, same thing. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're both in the same boat. Well, and I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, everything's up for grabs, both collegiately and professionally, in my opinion. Well, I tell you what, Eddie. Before we wrap things up, let's just hit one more subject here. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, uh, the Atlanta Hawks and uh, Bruce Levinson. What are your thoughts on the on that? That's a mess too. I mean, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith. The, the, Stephen A. Smith is talking about the guys not uh, racist, and a lot of people know he talked to people in San Antonio Spurs. Brooklyn, you know, all of, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, all that stuff. That the man's not a racist, but but something's funny there. Something smells bad, and uh, and they 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 got to they got to get a handle on uh, what's going on in all these major sports. And this, and, and it's really ironic that it's really ironic that you see you hear about the Clippers, you hear about what's going on, and all this stuff's going on now. Now, you know, my whole thing is, where is it going? I mean, Stephen A. Smith, you don't have any black ownership in the NBA other than Michael Jordan. You don't have anything in the NFL. I mean, it, it, it started branching out to all different kind of areas after you heard all that. Some people say you're trying to do it to, to just to, to get extra, uh, to not be able to pay government tax, sales, interest, and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of crazy stuff going on. 
Well, very here, confusing. Here's my thoughts on this. Uh, I read the letter, and I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on this. Uh, I, I don't think he's racist here. I, no, I, I think I, I think this is a businessman looking at demographics, trying to figure out how to sell more uh, uh, season tickets uh, based on who uh, usually buys season tickets. Uh, and some of the things he talked about, we know in the black community where he's coming from when he talks about, you know, the beginning of the games, they, they don't have enough people in the stands uh, for, for, for TV and, 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 and CPT, people, right? people showing up late and, and, and things like that. And, and, and we joke about it in the community about CP time and all that kind of stuff. I think uh, on this situation here, uh, I, I'm not seeing a racist. I'm seeing a, a businessman looking at demographics, looking at what he can do. To uh, to bring in uh, more money to his team and to his uh, uh, the, the people who uh, work work for him and, uh, and and try to put out a, be- a better product. Uh, I don't think he's saying that the uh, the white uh, uh, spectators are any more important than the blacks. I, I think he's doing exactly what a lot of times people have said for for blacks. He's trying to bring in more more whites to his to his game. Uh, as we see situations where they say we need to get more blacks to show up for uh, for, for certain teams in, in here and there. So in this situation, I, I don't see a racist. I see a, a businessman trying to uh, improve his product uh, and, and make some more sales in utilizing the numbers that uh, have traditionally been uh, where the season ticket holders' uh, money ba- uh, you know, wallets are. Well, I totally agree with you on that. I don't, I don't I agree with the clean up the bar. It wasn't a racial thing. It was just how it was misconstrued and stuff getting out. Because you know how it is. Like I said, the social media crap, the, the perception is dangerous. But I don't think it's a racist thing. It was a businessman trying to learn, know about his demographic, what he can do to improve his product. And what he, as you know, the land of office often, too far as I'm certain, is the same category as the Clippers. And there's always hype every year, but he's just trying to find another demographic, get the product, get the people in there to see his product. Yeah. I totally agree with him. A.D., as always, it's a pleasure chatting with you, brother, and uh, we will look forward to talking to you again next week. Oh, and by the way, the girls said hello at the kill. So, uh, <laughs> You're there every Saturday uh, for all the SC games, right? Every Saturday, all the day, home and away, talking to all the folks and having a good time with the ladies. We're going to try to make it by one of these days, uh, and hopefully, hopefully soon, man. Uh, you okay. take care, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you. All right. Anthony Davis, everybody. This is from Toronto Talk Show Radio Network. Going to take a quick break, and I will come back and do a little T-Bone's timeout. This here is Mary Schultz, the girl you thought you knew. Come on. I'm sorry, baby, but I tried. Sorry for telling you those lies. Sorry for messing with your
My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst, and the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. But if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, this is Barry Rolera. You're listening to Scoop World. I think in light of Sterling, I think people are even quicker. Well, here's the thing, man. It's right like, or wrong, it's but like they the are. Why you crying wolf, right? Okay. Yeah. You continue to say everything is racist, and then when things are really racist, nobody really gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're tired of hearing you clown, especially when, you know. Well, I, that is a big part of where I am at a certain point. You know, like, I. This is the biggest example, I mean, the biggest sample of any size. That we've had in a long time. I mean, the Donald Sterling stuff. Yeah, we had some some tapes and some instances, you know, that were made public. But I mean, the all biggest, that did, the biggest record of that was in the courtroom. Yeah, you know, and the things. That and all that did was prove what everybody pretty much already yeah. knew. Yeah. So this, it's not like that was a revelation. This, <laughs> this is a hit job. This is bullshit. Yeah. I mean, this guy. This this is an email that he sent internally in the organization. Two plus years ago, 
And not that that makes it okay, you know. Back in Ought 12, we could be <laughs> racist and it was all good. Well, the thing is, I don't think it's racist to start with. No, I, I think that, just like you said, this is a guy who's saying, we have a business problem, and I'm trying to find solutions. He doesn't ever go out and say, you know, those blacks are the reason that we're not making money. He doesn't, he he, says, he doesn't even say, let's bring in fewer blacks and more whites. He just basically says, we need to... Get, hit this demographic for season ticket sales. Yeah. Because, as been proven in the rest of the NBA, yeah. those are the Plus, people that buy the tickets. This is those what, tickets. This is what every company, every company in the world does. They go, who are movies? Who are blockbuster movies? Every summer, they're hitting eighteen to thirty-four year old, whatever it is. You know that. Hey, do you think? Do you think Apple when they roll out their watch? Or whatever it is they roll out next is going to say, "Hey, how do we get that?" They did that yesterday. Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. It. How do you? How do we get the? Uh, how do we get the white crowd? How do we get the white San Francisco crowd? How do we get the black Atlanta crowd? How do we get the the Cubans? How do we get? You know, I mean, do you think? Do you think this big giant company hasn't got a plan for each and every demographic of America? Do you think Hell yes, they do. And Fitch is trying to hit now the maybe they're a little sixty-five year old. Yeah. Now no. maybe they're smarter and they and they don't put it in an email. But they, they, they all do. They do. But I mean, they do it. But that's all this is. That's all this is. is somebody and trying to figure out how do we get their technology companies the so they can delete all this shit. Here's the problem. That's right. Here's the biggest problem. Because whoever leaked this. This stuff was fired months ago. Here's right, the biggest problem right. I have. Anybody, Absolutely right. Anybody, any, just because you bring race into a conversation does not make that conversation inherently racist. And I think that's where we've become as a society. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime you bring race into the conversation, somebody's going to jump up and yell racist. And that's not the case. It's, you know, I heard somebody say something like, oh, well, uh, this guy got... This guy got stopped and detained and possibly arrested uh, because of racial profiling. And they go, well, he's a tall, bald, black guy uh, on a street where the bank just got robbed by a tall, bald, oh, black yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, I was listening to that. Yeah, that is not, that's not racial profiling. I, well, it is racial profiling because there's no reason to stop tall or short or fat White guys are short it's and fat. It's profiling. It's not it, racial well, profiling. It's, it's, it's profiling. You know, see, racial profiling has a negative connotation. But in a situation like that, you do have to profile racially. Yeah, you're playing guess who. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise you're, you're stopping Granny, you know, Aunt B from the, you know. The, you is know, he skinny? Is right, he fat? Right. Is he a he? Is so he a she? If, if somebody is, you know, this situation just happened, this guy matches that description. They detain him. What about, what about a, the blue-haired bandit? Remember the blue-haired bandit down in San Diego? This, yeah, in this situation. Like, yeah, so they what are they doing? Eyewitness come out and point the guy out. So now they, now he's been arrested, right? Right. Eyewitness turned out to be wrong, but that was not that was not they were they weren't picking on the guy because of a, because he was black. Right. They were trying to solve a crime. Yeah, exactly. Goes back. Like I was saying, the blue-haired bandit back in San Diego a while ago. No Some, reason to stop people with red hair. No, red hair, brown hair, <laughs> yellow hair. No reason to stop any black people. You know why? Because everybody said this guy was white. And they thought he was old because he wore, turned out he wasn't. He was, he was, he wore, he was, a, he was a makeup guy. He's wearing makeup guy. He's wearing a Johnny Knoxville bag. Totally, oh. totally, totally. So they're stopping all these people who clearly. Fit the description. 
fit the description, but as it turns out, we're not the correct person because the guy had gamed it up. He, he just as you said, he'd worn makeup. Was that racially profiling? Well, yes, it was because black people were inherently excluded because they didn't fit this, as were Hispanics and Chinese and whatever. You know, take your pick. And Laotians. Laotians. Hawaiians. All of the others. Tony, you ready for intro? Yeah, why not? Oh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's timeout. I'm going to text you right now. You were watching. Oh, hi, everybody. Hello. Thank you guys for letting me come back again, even though, uh, you know, suspended for a couple weeks without pay. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you got, like, engaged. You thought you might be suspended. No, no, no. I, I figured that, you know, you guys have done that before. T-Bone has ju- and is, is ready to jump I've before. done that. Let the record before. show. Swoop's done that before. Often. <laughs> I, I the Peter has is, only done it once. Yes. His answer was no. That's right. I said no. I said no. <laughs> no way. Jump the room, jump the room, jump the room. You know, <laughs> we're, we're going to keep keep going on this email topic for just a minute. Because I, I just have one thing. Carry on my way. It time. offended the piss out of me. And this is the most racist thing. I can honestly say this is the only definitively 100% absolutely racist thing in this entire message. In your opinion. No, no, no. This is the only absolute that he uses in the whole thing. He says, At all white Thrasher games, sales were nearly triple what they were at Hawks games. <laughs> so you're telling me that in an arena that holds 20,000-ish people, every single person who attended every Atlanta Thrashers game, it's hockey for you guys who don't know, all season was white. Well, I think that's, I, 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 that's racist. I think he's throwing out the all and, 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 and loosely, but uh, it could possibly be true. But that's the, <laughs> it, it, it could, it could, it could, but we don't know that. And he, as clearly we have seen through the rest of this email, he's fast and loose with his market research. Mm-hmm. And yet, even in those instances, he uses numbers between forty percent and ninety percent. And this is the only that's time in range. the whole message that he uses the word. All. <laughs> and I am offended by that. <laughs> and I'm sure Wayne Simmons is offended by it as well, as is, uh, what's his, Smith Pelly or whatever, the guy for the Ducks. The, the black guy on the Ducks. Now I'm going to be the racist the now. The black guy on the Ducks? I'm, I'm that guy. How'd that happen? Yeah, right? This is Orange County for God's Right? He's a mallard. Oh, yeah. He's a mallard. All right, all right. That makes sense now. Is that a new Rutgers hat there? This is, uh, I've had it for a couple years. Okay. I haven't worn it too many times. You've worn, uh, you've worn a Rutgers yeah. before. I, uh, I haven't gotten anything new Rutgers related lately. I, I wore this tonight and I got, I got halfway here and I was like, oh man, Ray Rice went to Rutgers. I hope nobody nails it's me. It's funny because oh. when my daughter was a, a freshman in high school, she was like, yeah, she's like pre-planner. She was thinking mm-hmm. about schools. She goes, yeah, I might, I might check out this Rutgers. Rutgers. <laughs> Rudiger was Rudy's last name. 
Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> but, you know, it was an interesting week at sports. Aside from all of these off-the-court-slash-field slideshow circuses that we had. Kershaw was a beast as well, right? Kershaw yeah, did his part, and then... Yesterday yeah. was a different story. What's going on with that Dodgers Padres game tonight? I got it right here. Just uh, ended yeah, with. Just ended. That's why I thought you were gonna hang yourself there, Big. Uh, uh, Dodgers four, Padres zip. Huh. And uh, I, I said, "Oh my God, the, the Chargers just blew it, and they beat the Dodgers. Are about to beat the Padres." That sounds could be, about could, right. Could be swinging. Yeah. Could be swinging from the uh, closet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I find most the most. There's a lot of stats associated with uh, Kershaw because the guy is a beast. Yeah, I mean, uh, in his game, in his position, gosh just, darn ridiculous. Yeah, but the Co-facts statistic. Well, yeah, absolutely. But the statistic that most I found most interesting or most compelling is that uh, if he's given four runs, he's never lost in his career. So he's something like thirty-five and zero. If he if the Dodgers score four no runs, thirty five and 0, 40 nice. and 0, something like that. I forget what it is. It's some ridiculous, ridiculous number. This is goddamn ridiculous. This is a guy who I mean his ERA. It's not even thirty his yet. His ERA is obscenely low anyway. It has been for the last four years. Yeah. But this is a guy who ERA is actually a manageable and valid stat for him. There are guys all across Major League Baseball where your ERA it could be it could be two point two, it could be three point nine, but you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get on a given day. Right. I mean, you could that guy. And then there's because it, it's it's ru- it's earned runs per nine innings. Right. And, you know, well, he could he could have a shutout followed by a six run start. And, and then there's those guys who win like 15, 16 games, but they have like a three point nine ERA because they, they're just on a winning got, team yeah, that like hits the, the hell. Right. Yeah. Right. What's interesting about him is he never looks for this guy. I mean, I don't care what happens. Except for, except for when he got thrown out of the game <laughs> while sitting on the bench. <laughs> he got thrown out of the game sitting on the bench uh, four games ago, five games or whatever. You know what, though? He needed that. I, I think so. <laughs> I he think, had to get some shit out. I think, yeah. <laughs> this guy. And, of course, he got thrown out just after Mattingly had got thrown out. So, and, and, and I, honestly, he If you're going to get thrown out, because, that's the time to do it. Because he's up there. He's a six-foot-five choir boy. I mean, he might make batters <laughs> think he's more of a, you know, Catholic priest. <laughs> what is he doing to those batters? <laughs> he's he's up there and he's just like, yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna mow your asses down and then I'm gonna go build a house tomorrow for some. Point. <laughs> you know, that other country. That's yeah. the, that's the Clayton Kershaw that the world sees, and that's a great person. He is a great person, but he is still a freaking human being, and yeah. He should get pissed off every now and then. And if this Dodgers team is going to get through a very difficult National League, yeah, the National League is much tougher than the American League this year. I don't care what. I would agree. The with NL, the, I mean, the AL East, which has been the bellwether of the American League for the last decade, the AL East is dog crap this year. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, honestly, but is it, is, the Yankees it is might a fair, make it, is it to a farewell tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yankees yeah. might make it to the I, I'm playoffs. I'm waiting to get my patch, you know. Yeah. But they're going to make it uh, just ha, above 500 team, at this rate. Has a team ever worn a patch commemorating a player who's still on the team before? Not, that I, know not that I know of. I that don't is think so ridiculous. Was dying or <laughs> yeah, and I don't think there's a Derek Jeter disease yet. So, 
Did you see that? Did you yeah. see that video of the? Uh, I don't know who it was. It was a Rockies, I think, against the Marlins. The guy, uh, the batter, hit the ball, and the, so fast the, the pitcher caught it that the batter actually asked him. He says, did you catch that? And, <laughs> and the pitcher goes, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. You didn't see that? I'll no. find it. I'll find it. That's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's right there. Uh, but, no, the the Dodgers, they, they lead the NL West. Uh, I think they are in very good shape. I, I, I don't know how many more games they need to win to actually sew up. There's 19 games left, 18 games left, and they're two and a half ahead, I believe. So it's still a so slug race. Yeah, yeah. The Giants have woken up a bit. And they played the Giants this weekend, so three-game series. series. That so that series could be a huge a turnaround one way or the other. Yeah. And, you know. and the thing about the Dodgers is, uh, is that they're good. They're really good when Granky's pitching. When Kershaw's pitching and Ryu's pitching, but they fall off really fast after that. You know, you got those two guys, Hernandez and uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Now but, that Beckett's retiring, yeah, which is a shame. I mean, that guy's only 34. It's only 34, and in the grand scheme of Major League Baseball pitchers, though, only 34 used to be ancient. True, true, but we've become accustomed to like. Like guys like Clemens going into forty two and Pettit and so both of them had help. This is quick. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is quick, guys. Watch this real quick. Oh my god, that was fast. <laughs> Gotta give him credit, man. Gotta give him credit. That was Tulowitzki. Yep, it was. You kiss that? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. I love that it was those two teams. Yeah. I remember when those two teams were just they just fell out of Major League Baseball's vagina into the into existence. You know? Yeah. And the birth of a new team. Yeah. yeah. And both those teams have won a uh, World Series. Well, the Rockies have not won a World Series. They've been to a World oh, Series. Oh, that's right. I saw the Rockies. The Marlins play. have won two. I which saw is the Rockies ridiculous. play the Dodger State in their inaugural year. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had the privilege of seeing the Rockies play in Fenway Park. The year that they later played against the Rock, the Red Sox in Fenway Park uh, for the World Series. Nice. When Tulowitzki was there, and all these Red Sox fans were booing Tulowitzki, and I was like, hey, I used to live in the same building as that guy in college. And they're like, ah! And then all of a sudden they were okay with him. It's <laughs> like, wow, you guys don't know me. I bought these tickets on StubHub. <laughs> but you're down to get drunk with me? All right, cool. All right. You guys watch any football this weekend? Yes, indeed. Yeah? What'd you watch this weekend? Uh, let's see. Who did I watch? I watched the Packers lose to... The Seattle Ace. The Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And I watched... Uh, that was not much of a game. I watched Denver play... Indianapolis. The Colts. Yeah, Andrew Luck. That's mm-hmm. a good show. That was a good game in the second half. And then I watched the second game after that. Well, the, the, that was the Sunday night game. Sunday night the game. Broncos and the Colts. Broncos and the Colts. And I also Monday night was the Lions and the Giants. Didn't watch not that. I didn't watch that. I watched parts of that. And then, and then the Cardinals and the Chargers. I watched Cardinals and the Chargers. And I also watched... Uh, God, who else did I watch? I watched, I watched a lot of games. Yeah. Oh, before I forget, mm-hmm. uh, before we leave, uh, I'd like to see the Mayweather fight this week. Where we cannot be tried or I just I, I just yeah, 
stream conscience, man. Here comes if I gotta ask you. Oh, that's right. This is Mayweather, May Do- Maidana too, right? Dos. Yeah. Dos. Dos. That'll be a good fight. It will be a good fight. Mayweather's gonna win. Of course, man. I don't think he's gonna crush him. Floyd Money won. I think. He, I think he got pissed off last time. I think he said. I think he's pissed off about this. You don't. Know, the, the, the thing is, the thing is, if he, <laughs> if he walks out there with Justin Bieber, I'm not gonna watch it. I refuse. Oh my god. <laughs> that right there was enough for me to be like, I'm not watching this. I, it was hard to continue to watch it after last time. So. And I didn't watch it after that. I was like, I'm well, done. I did, but, I'm uh, done. Tell me who wins. I was like Johnny Moxon. <laughs> you want to talk about Gilroy? <laughs> Tell me who wins. <laughs> That's varsity blues for those of you who <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like a good sports movie, but it really is. And it took me a few times to warm up to it, but <laughs> honestly, watch it sometime. It's mm-hmm. good. Varsity I, blues. I, 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 Peter's I, I, looking at me like I'm crazy. For sure, yeah. Well, and Peter, Peter's hard on movies, man. But he always looks. Have, he, you, have Peter, you seen Peter, it ever? Peter, Peter, no. goes, okay. into, Peter goes into movies like he goes into Disneyland. These are hours of my life. I'm never going to get back. Yeah. You better fucking make me happy. All right. So <laughs> right away. On the right first away. go. <laughs> Peter, I'm going to give you some advice. First of all, if you want to borrow it, you can borrow Varsity Blues from me. Oh, oh that's, that makes, no, makes me hurt it. The whole standard, the whole bar gets lower. Zero dollars. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Second of all, still time, but zero dollars. There are breasts. Uh-huh. Breastuses. That that's they're, good. That's a good on thing. The big end. Two of them. Yes. All right. That's full a good thing. Full frontal. Well, All not right. full frontal. Because you know one of them. Nobody is, wants to see that. No, no. <laughs> two of them is. They. I heard they come in pairs. So. I can work for the NFL. <laughs> you know, while we're off, we lost uh, Robin Williams, Lauren Bacall, and uh, John Rivers. But did you ever hear that, that there's a Robin Williams thing like, when he's uh, doing his stand-up? Years ago, I had his, his album, and he is. Look at all the breasts. There must be. 57 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they do come in pairs. That's what I've heard. Most My own personal experience. Most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes they're not equal pairs. <laughs> and they're not always even. Sometimes I'm okay with that. Yeah, like as long as they come. <laughs> and I like Louis C.K. He's like, if you've been given permission... To touch one, then you generally give him permission to touch two, and you have to have done something seriously wrong to have revoked between, touching privileges between, between the two. A and B, you have to really You've done up. something wrong. You've done some. So generally, you've been given permission to touch both. Exactly. Yeah. And that's always my goal. Uh, but I, I recommend that you watch that movie. Oh, okay. All right. I recommend that you remind yourself. Several times that it's about people from Texas, uh, yeah. and that it's also about high school football. So we have lowered my bar so yes, twice. Lower your bar, <laughs> lower it again, and then lower it one more time. Unless you, just realize, because. unless you realize how serious they take high school football. No, 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 in Texas. Because this movie is a satire. It is a satire. So, just, it, you know, All right. take that into account. Not, take into not, account how seriously they take it over there. You know, and then you, know you know, Peter's going to set the timer on his phone there. That's fine. <laughs> it's only an hour and 34 minutes. So, you know. If I he's can, really I that can. upset about seeing two breasts or more in an hour and 34 minutes, then. That's probably okay. I can probably, yeah. if there's some many, breasts involved, you know I can probably get stumble through on that. in an hour and four minutes. <laughs> I unfortunately do know. <laughs> Not unfortunately. I happen to be a proud supporter of, uh, of the 
to stumble upon movement that Peter yes. has spawned. Mm. Yeah, he, he's a he's a trendsetter. <laughs> we are boobologists, and we uh, we we were early adopters of stumble upon. Weren't yeah, we? absolutely. I mean, honestly, you you really have blazed a trail. That <laughs> you people have managed. To <laughs> I think that gotta be known for something. I guess your stumble upon username. I think we, I think we started stumbling like seven years ago. It's in the pantheon of Poonanny yeah, Chase. A while ago. That's a long time ago. Uh, you know. And tumbling. We started tumbling for a while, too. So. Yeah, tumbling, 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 rumbling. That's right. That was what it was. How is Raspin doing these years? He's doing all right. I, I actually went to see Raspin about uh, four months ago, three or four months ago. He's, he's rock solid, as always. Uh, like you know, get him back on the show or go out and see him. He's, he's doing so many gigs way, way, way out in the West End of Maui. Oh. Far, you know, you can drive that far. You know, it's, yeah. it's like it's like an hour to get there to park. An hour. I mean, that's well, on a weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not during the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to go in early. <laughs> and it's a long ride back. What's all the fun's over? It's just, you know, it's got four moons back. <laughs> it's five C's from here. <laughs> <laughs> you drive as far. Tim Conway Jr. was talking about Timmy. <laughs> he's a little lamb with a lot of fur because he was asking questions that I knew the answer to, and I'm not really <laughs> excited about knowing things that people on talk radio don't. Because let's face it, we haven't set the bar very high. <laughs> but uh, they were talking about when Alaska and Hawaii became states in the union. What year? Hint: It's the same year. Fifty-nine. I, I forgot to say, don't shout out the answer. I was going to say, oh, gonna say 57, so I was off by two. So, I, so, you know, we were close. I mean, we were right. You were close. The guys on the radio station who, you know, they're paid to know what's going on in the world. <laughs> we're in, like, anywhere from the 1970s to, like, <laughs> the 1880s. Oh, my God. Oh my. You guys are self-proclaimed sources of knowledge for the rest of the world. That's who Cliff should have said read a book to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I forgot. laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> 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 really clear. <laughs> 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 oh. 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 Yeah, you um, had a little deja vu look right yeah. there. <laughs> this was not a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> um, but yeah, these guys just anything you guys are smart people smart ish we play it on the radio we do what we try <laughs> we pay attention to the world around us yeah. it's important yeah. want to go on jeopardy someday <laughs> hey but then oh sorry go, 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 go. i want to go back to that whole thing because am i the only one that looked at 13 to 10 and thought like that's a weird score for the pack 20 it was definitely an right? out of character game for both teams. you know for both teams. Yeah. Like, I mean, if Alabama, you'd be like, yeah, well, sure, they, they do that every week, yeah. right? But USC is 40, 50 points 
even when they uh, lose. Yeah, usually. Yeah, you know, usually Stanford has been like and exactly. And My point yeah. is, is these two teams scored 23 points. Well, the Pac-12 usually runs up to together. Even even when USC plays, say like UCLA, you like those are usually 24 to 25. You know, like that. I, I was just goes, surprised. It goes in spurts. You know, we've had thirteen to nine USC UCLA. Yeah, games I mean, it's not like yeah. totally never happens, but right. still, those two teams. I I expected it to be won by a field goal, but at, I did not expect did it to be twenty three points scored together. Did you look at the scores this week though? I mean, like I think uh, was it A and M played Lamar? Was it A and M? Yeah, played Lamar. It's like seventy eight to three. <laughs> oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Right. and then somebody else. Somebody uh, was in Michigan. Michigan got skunked. Was it Michigan? Somebody gave up a ton of points to like this no-name team, fifty-three points, and they still won, like sixty. Oh no, some, I know. Just bad defense. I know who that yeah. was. it was. Oh shit. Was Somewhere it? in the Central Park, Minnesota, Michigan. Well, they said the Big Ten. Something, Michigan State, something like that. They won like fifty-nine to fifty-two. Who and they lost to, and they beat a team that they should have won fifty-nine to nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and then here we have this, this. The theme for this weekend in college football was generally just bad for the Big Ten. <laughs> this was a terrible weekend for Big Ten football. Um, they had a couple of big games, you know, bigger, high-profile non-conference games. Michigan State against Oregon was the big game. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole weekend, this was the only game between top ten teams. Uh, and Michigan State went on the road to play Oregon at Autzen Stadium in Eugene. And for a quarter, it looked like Oregon was going to destroy them. And then for a quarter, it looked like it might be a good game. And then for another quarter, it looked like Michigan State might run away with it. And then for the fourth quarter, it looked like it ended, which was that Oregon just dominated when it counted. So um, Oregon beat Michigan State 48 now 47, 46 to 28, something like that. 48 to 27, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan State had a 20, 27 to 9 or something. And they lost, didn't they? Yes, and they they folded like origami swans in the presence of the Ducks. And uh, Oregon just ran over, around, through, and passed them when it counted. That was honestly the best showing that the Big Ten had for the weekend was losing by two, two and a half touchdowns, three touchdowns. Um, Ohio State hosted Virginia Tech. VT. That sounds it like might, a it, it might as well have been VD because <laughs> it was all over them and they couldn't get away from it. Uh, it was like, and so Ohio State, I don't like them. I could live without them in every possible way. Not gonna, not gonna, there's no pretense, no beating around the bush. Don't like them. Braxton Miller, who is, was supposed to be their senior quarterback, he was the two-time Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. He's a good quarterback. He's a mobile guy. can throw the ball. He can run past defenses, make people look stupid. He... Hurt his shoulder like three weeks ago. He's out for the whole. He's out for the season. Yeah, yeah. he's done. Senior year. Yeah, so he'll he'll get oh, another right. year if he wants it. Right, right. Like he'll get a medical redshirt 
and then get to play again next year if he doesn't just decide to say, screw it, and I'm going to the NFL. But he was the lack of him was not the problem for Ohio State on Saturday. I only watched the fourth quarter, and Virginia Tech had the lead already, and they didn't do any of the things that they have characteristically characteristically done in the past to win games, try to, you know, block punts and field goals, return kicks for touchdowns, make all those differences in special teams. They just defensively, they made Ohio State's offensive line look like a JV, a high school <laughs> JV team. I mean, wow. they would send four or five guys, and Ohio State's five or six couldn't block them. It was just awful to watch. And you, I had to just feel bad for, for the backup quarterback for Ohio State. I was like, oh you're man, hammered, right? they're not even doing anything that crazy, and you're getting, you're getting put up for slaughter. Like, mm. I felt bad for the kid. Not the kid, he's 19, whatever. He's a big boy. You can call him a kid. I can. You're, you're, that's you're, you're, right. You can call him a kid. Yeah. Youngster. We do. Um, <laughs> so that was just ugly. I mean, like Oregon, Oregon against Michigan State. Michigan State got beat by better athletes. But Michigan State played football. Ohio State, they looked stupid against Virginia Tech. They looked, they looked like they didn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Mm. And it was, and they still only lost by ten points or whatever it was. But on the scoreboard, it was closer against a much worse team. I mean, Virginia Tech's not a bad team. I think they are going to be a force in the ACC. But Ohio State looked awful. Michigan State looked like they just got. And, you know, Michigan State, their coach, Mark D'Antonio, he was like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna go play Oregon, but what do you want, what do you want from us? You know, like, we, we won the Big Ten last year. We won the Rose Bowl. We beat Stanford in the Rose Bowl. Like, we're going to play football this year and see how it goes. Like, it's not a beauty contest. And I think he's the closest thing to a good football coach in the Big Ten right now, <laughs> even though his team got outclassed on the road at Oregon. I think that uh, – what are, you, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, they, 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 uh, I was listening to the, the, uh, you know, the talking heads over at the self-described, what do you call it, self-described? The self-proclaimed worldwide leader. Self-proclaimed worldwide leader. Yeah. Uh, the Big Ten uh, is already out of the playoffs. I think, that's, I think that's ridiculous to say in week two. I mean, I would, I would, I would agree with you. But, uh, I'm just because, you know, right now, nobody in the Big Ten has a loss in the conference. You still have several teams who are undefeated. Could be very good teams. I mean, Minnesota could go twelve and zero, and then thirteen and zero and win the Big Ten. Yeah, the, uh, the Golden the Gophers. Golden yes, Gophers, yes, yes exactly. we could have the Golden Gophers win the conference. Uh, so that's what I'm pulling for. <laughs> all of my Minnesota sure. families are also pulling. I went for the Gopher lobby to just go get help it on changing their name. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that day. Um, and Oregon ought to change their name, just, you know. Yeah, you know, ducks everywhere. Right? That's not Oregon. <laughs> oh, the Beavers? They should definitely not change their name. Oh, <laughs> they got a great name. If it's it's real I can get <laughs> You can get behind that. I can get behind that. Right in front of that. Huh? In front of it, behind it. <laughs> name a person oh, underneath it. it. Yeah. I'm on it. I'm on the Beaver. Whatever the beaver needs to be, I will do. But no, I, I think that this this is far premature. Even in this bold new world of college.
college football playoff shit, I think that to say that any one team from or any conference is disqualified, it's stupid. Like, if a team from the MAC goes 12 and 0 and beats two Big Ten teams or whatever, yeah, throw them in there, give them a chance. Who cares? You know, let it. Let's see what happens. All right, now, so for our listeners and me who don't quite understand how these four playoffs, right, it's four teams. Mm -hmm. Four teams. How how are they being chosen? Come on now. Let's be professional here. I'm telling telling people calling in. How how are we doing that? How how is that happening? This is the first year that college football's moved to this new playoff format where you got four teams going into two semifinal games and the winners of each facing off in a championship game. And those four teams will be chosen by a playoff selection committee. Similar in some ways to how college basketball has chosen the tournament field for the last God knows how many years. Um, except instead of sixty four slash sixty eight. Choosing there's going to choose four. Yeah. So strength of schedule and conference championships are supposed to be the biggest factors that right. they weigh. Before we go any but further, then, who sits on this committee? Oh, you want to know who sits on this committee? Because that seems to me to be the most important question. <laughs> yes, because that <laughs> is an interesting thing. This is no longer the BCS computers tell us who's right. going to play. Right. There are human beings who get to cast their own votes based on their own weird whatever the hell's going on. Right. On this committee, we have... Um, How know, many are there, first of all? A lot. A lot. Okay. That's a good thing. Because if there's only like four, then you there, get a real No, point. there are at least at least there's sixteen, probably like twenty five ish, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but we have among several others, we have Barry Alvarez, who is the former no, he's the current athletic director for University of Wisconsin. Former head coach at Wisconsin. Got, uh, we have Pat Hayden. Pat Hayden who ran who is the, the current field. athletic director at USC and possible future mental patient, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How stupid was that, man? And you know how stupid is freaking uh, Sarkeesian? Uh, Sarkeesian. Oh, get my daddy down here. That was just weird, man. <laughs> like of all the weird things that we've seen, we've seen a lot of weird things even this yeah. weekend in sports. Like that was just I didn't bizarre. see the game, but I read about it. I'm, I still am unclear why he called Pat Hayden down. Because to my knowledge, he that's was, never happened. He was upset about a call. Uh, right. He was upset about a call because they, they called uh, they called inter- targeting. They call, no, they called interference on the field. But they said that the play was like 20 yards away, so it couldn't have been interference. This is what the radio guy said. Because um, you know you know that, that section where the coaches and the players can be on the sidelines? Right. The, they called, they called uh, uh, interference, you know, ref, you know interference sideline interference. Sideline interference. But the play was down near the goal line. So they said, well, how, how was that interference? Because well, the entire play was 30 yards away. So... Uh, What's his name? Sarkeesian. Yeah, Sarkeesian starts arguing that situation. Well, he, the and he got a 15-yard. And he got a penalty. And so then uh, they start, you know, get, get Hayden down here. Get Hayden down here. So Hayden comes running out of the box and starts screaming at the referee. And he gets a $2,500 fine. Forget about that part. He just looked like an idiot. He did. He looked stupid out there. It's like, who the hell are you? And he like had two heart attacks like three weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. You're an old man who's not a coach on well, this I, team. I definitely don't want to be on this coach. 
The important part was that he's not, a, he's not a coach on this team. That's like Jerry Jones, yeah. who for all of his faults and for all of his lack of boundaries, for all of his lack of boundaries, he's never run out on the field and screamed at the refs. No, he's always on the field. And that's the last, the, the, that's the guy who has the lowest boundaries <laughs> of a person who doesn't belong out there yelling at people. I agree. And Pat Hayden took Jerry Jones and said, Leapfrog. <laughs> <laughs> I call you and I raise you. Yeah. It, still it still doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make sense. And it was just bizarre, man. Just bizarre. So he's on this committee. He, he's on the committee. Along uh, well, with. So this sounds already seriously flawed. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not. This, this whole game is seriously flawed. Al- Alvarez used to coach UCLA, right? No. No, he has coached at Wisconsin for a long time. Like he's been the athletic so coach there for like the last. Seven I'm gonna years. go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna predict that at some point somebody's gonna go. That BCS <laughs> shit that was so awesome. That wasn't so Let's bad. put those damn computers in charge. Well, and that's what happened for the last several years of the BCS. People said, "Why don't we just go back to the the polls?" You know, and that's kind of what we're sounds doing like. What we've done. We've got a new. Pool. Always be careful what you wish. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna say this before we take a very very quick break. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get our picks in. The next, the next member of the committee, I'm gonna name for you. Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> She's going to be the next uh, commissioner of, uh, of the NFL. This is Shoots from Talk Story Network. We're uh, kind of winding things down here at T1's time. I'm going to take a quick break, come back to our quick picks, and uh, wrap things up for the day. This is... Who are you listening to here, man? Let me see here. How about the Alter Billies? This is I'm Still Standing. Back up this.
Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. I just want to highlight one very, very awesome moment in an otherwise kind of ugly week of college football, and an ugly day for me in particular. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nebraska was playing McNeese State, which is in the FCS. They were like number six in the country in the FCS, which is the, used, the old time one double A. Uh, and McNeese State, uh, they hung the whole game long. It got to be a minute and a half left in the game, and then under a minute left in the game, it was tied 24 to 24 in Lincoln. And Nebraska had the ball third and six where they had to get a first down or punt with a minute left and a tie game. And in an otherwise not even unremarkable but downright awful performance from a football team, one player threw a team on his back, though. (laughs) He pulled a straight Marshawn Lynch against the Saints. (laughs) And Amir Abdullah catches a pass out in the flat Three or four yards short of the sticks. Not even, you know, not even big dreams, but, like, I need three (laughs) or four yards to get a first down and keep this game going. Right. And he breaks, I don't know, seven tackles. Oh, wow. Takes it 58 yards to the house. And just, if if you have a chance, find this highlight. Amir Abdullah. 58-yard touchdown, whatever. I mean, go on whatever sports entity you prefer. It's on there. Folks in Nebraska are referring to it as the miracle. Of course. It's a low bar, again. The theme for the evening is a low bar. And I think that's our show motto. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, think. In, in a game that was otherwise unremarkable slash forgettable slash god-awful, depending on... If you live in the Lake Charles area of Louisiana, you probably thought this was a great game. <laughs> um, and these these guys from McNeese State, they played great football. They were fast. They were physical. They did everything you could be asked to do against a team that has more resources than you. And they just they were one play short, honestly. Like the, If this game, and my brother texted me like five minutes before this <laughs> happened. He's like, doesn't matter how this game ends; they deserve to lose because that's you know that's how my brother is. He's the negativity, <laughs> the negativity police. Um, but honestly, if this game went to overtime, the visitors would have won, and they would have had the upset of their you know these kids like it would have been upset of their lives. You know, yeah. like, good for them. They went on the road and. They almost beat a team that they probably shouldn't have played against. Because and so, I mean, they, they still went home winning. Oh, yeah. In, in that yeah. sense of it all, right? Because yeah. I, I mean, I, I never played college football, but I played high school football. and we. Everybody's gone against that team. Yeah. You should yeah, have got we, your asses we came up. We came up to Santa Ana and played Modern Day, and we had them. Like, we had Matt Leiner and Modern Day on the ropes. My high school coach used to say, you had them by the balls, but you didn't squeeze. Well, he said we had them by the short hair. <laughs> that was a term I'd never heard before in my junior year of high school. But, uh, yeah, we had we had them by the short hairs, and we let them go. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, just just look at that film, that, that one play. It's like 11 seconds, but it's entertaining. If you guys ever watched that YouTube video with the narration where Marshawn Lynch scores like the 65-yard touchdown or whatever against the Saints, and 
little boy. <laughs> Darren Sharp will hold my dick. All that stuff. Um, it, I forgot about that. This is the closest to that that I've seen since it happened. And is a great run. Uh, a, a a team that didn't deserve to win got a win that day, and you know, for me, that was great. For <laughs> but I, I am going to Fresno this weekend to see Nebraska play at Fresno State in a Bulldog game. Stadium. Oh. Bulldog Stadium. Haven't been there yet. You know, I have a couple of friends who have actually played football at Fresno State, um, and I, I, have, I have a cousin that played there. Yeah, and I've yet to go up there for a game. I've seen Fresno play against USC a couple of times, and I've cheered for Fresno every time. <laughs> <laughs> Come away disappointed so far, but this is the first time I'm going to see Fresno play that I'm going to root against them. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be fun nonetheless. Let's talk picks. Football picks. Picks. picks we ready? Picks. Yeah, why not? Ohio and Marshall. Peter. Ohio and Marshall. Why do I gotta go first, man? Marshall, oh, Marshall, first. they they wear green. They're the thundering <laughs> turds. Fucking know nothing about fucking nothing. Uh, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Yeah. Chad Pennington. Oh, that's right. Pennington had to go there. Yeah. All right. Ohio at Marshall. They uh, both wear green. So if you like green, you're out of luck. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of green, but uh, I'll go with Ohio. Peter's going Ohio. T-bone. You know what? I think Ohio's uh, they're they're good too. I think Ohio's got this one. I'm going with Marshall. They just played, <laughs> they just played Kentucky this week and lost. Close, though. Georgia Southern uh, at Georgia Tech. Timo. Me, Georgia Tech. I'm going Georgia Tech. Peter? Uh, I have. We do this one every year. I don't know, man. Uh, we do. And every time, they're, shit, like, yes, man. I just, they're like the same shit to me. So, uh... Shit, I don't mean I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying I can't tell the difference because they both have Georgia, so I'm gonna go with Georgia Tech. Just the right Georgia ball. Tech if Georgia uh, Southern wins, I don't. Know UCLA v Texas. Uh, it's my turn, huh? Looking for this. That's right, Texas, right? They're horns. They gotta be Texas. They can't be UCLA. No, I knew it was. Bears don't have horns. UCLA's a good team, though. I don't think UCLA is a good team, though. Oh, That's the thing is, they're good-ish they're team. But they're playing on neutral field. What? Don't give them any more information. <laughs> Where are they playing? They're playing in, in Jerry World. Oh. Arlington. That's not neutral. It is neutral. Technically, it's neutral. I'm going with Texas there, man. UCLA is is. So you guys are both Texas. Both there? Texas. I'm gonna take UCLA and I'm gonna remind you both what you already knew, which is that Texas just lost to BYU 41 to seven. It's still UCLA. Forty one. Arizona, Arizona seven. State versus Colorado. UCLA. Is. I think it's back to you, Peter. Oh me. All right. Uh, well, let's just. I, I probably will lose that last one, by the way. <laughs> but I just can't pick Texas. I can't. I, I normally wouldn't either. Hook but them horns, man. Uh, I, it's not that I wouldn't. It's that I can't. Hook them horns. Uh, see, I don't have any of those sort of disappointed things. In you. <laughs> uh, Your parents are disappointed in you too, Swoop. I'm gonna go with Arizona right, so the first time. I can't pick you, Silly. <laughs> You're right. It's not the first time. My <laughs> uh, parents are so disappointed. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Arizona State. Uh, Peter's going to Arizona State. Uh, T-Bone. I got to take Arizona State, too. Colorado hasn't had a pulse in forever. A couple of years. <laughs> forever and a day. That's the Buffaloes, right? Yeah, the Buffaloes. Buffaloes. 
Buffaloes. And I can't say Buffaloes because that's just not right. It's Buffalo. The plural of Buffalo. Plural of Buffalo is Buffalo. But the name of their team is Buffalo. I know, but that's Colorado for you. I mean, <laughs> really, they might as well be California public school. Mooses. Uh, you know, like that. Yeah. That's what Arizona it's... State. They play. Where do they play their home games? Tempe. Sun Devil Stadium. Sun Devil Stadium. I'm going with State. Penn State versus the Rutgers. Rutgers. Don't don't take this hat to me. Now. But it's you. It's All right, you. it's my turn. Yeah. You know, Penn State. They got some interesting news from the NCAA this week. Yeah, they're off. They're off. Uh, Their postseason ban has been lifted. Yeah. Oddly enough, mid-season. I mean, in-season. In-season. Not mid, but you know. Not even close. The point. kind of thing that. Any other sport would say this has to be decided by the start of a season or right. another season, and yet the NCAA, <laughs> the wacky arm flailing, we can do what we want when yeah. we want to do it. Yeah, all willy like, nilly is. Not only is their postseason ban lifted, but they are now, I believe, going to be starting for the next season, having fully restored all of their scholarships. So they're going to put, put the uh, paternal statue back up. That one might be a little tough. <laughs> I think that's in the same warehouse as all the Saddam Hussein statues. We were doing, so, you know. Did you see Joe Paul go over? Uh, they, they look kind of similar. You know. Glasses, mustache. I mean, it's kind of the same. You know. Uh, same. They all wore. They wore. Their, they wore the same kind of uniform. I mean, yeah. Joe Paul always wore that stupid windbreaker, and uh, you know, the same ones. They both had their things, and they're both commemorated in bronze or whatever. But uh, I, I really think that Rutgers is not a very good football team right now. Um, right now, right now, but I think they might, they might sneak one here. I'm gonna go Rutgers. You go Rutgers. Yeah, I am. Uh, I think it's my pick, and, and I'm gonna agree with you on that one, buddy. Well, wow. so. I was going to go with Rutgers <laughs> as well, so for whatever that's worth. Moving on to the NFL, we got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Uh, you went first, right? I did. Yeah. This is me. Yeah, well, they, Baltimore's got a whole lot of issues with that. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh and hope for the, the, the Roethlisberger not to grab some chick's ass in the what the game's going on in the next 18 no, hours because yeah. they're playing tomorrow yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah right I'm going with Pittsburgh as well I have to do I have to go with Pittsburgh also I, I think the way they handled Cleveland granted, granted it's Cleveland it's but Cleveland. still I, I like to give Cleveland the benefit of the doubt every year and say so does Drew Carey yeah Peter, That's Miami versus Buffalo. <laughs> uh, I'm They're both go. coming off wins. I know, wins. I know. And uh, Buffalo sucks, so I'm going with Miami. <laughs> who did, who did Not because Miami's great, but just because Buffalo sucks. Miami did just kind of handle New England. Yeah. Week. But who did Buffalo beat? Car- no, not Carolina. I forget what was. Something like that. Uh, One of those. One Houston, of those. Not Houston, no. One of those places, not definitely not Houston, because Houston's defense was single-handedly beaten me yeah. in my fantasy league this week. <laughs> Make a call, man. Make a decision. Matter. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I didn't mean to hold everyone. You're holding the front runners. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Miami again here. You going Miami? Mm-hmm. Uh, I should go with Miami. But they've got so many of those I like. Who's QB in for Buffalo right now? EJ Manuel? Yeah. He's the guy from uh, Golden Harvard. State. Fitzpatrick was the guy from Harvard, who I think might still be on the roster, but I think he did. All right, I'll go with the Bills. Uh, Pats versus Viking. Who's up, me? You? Peter. Peter. I thought he just went. I picked uh, Miami. You did Miami. Oh, so, so it's, it's me? you. It's me? One of you. It's you. It's not me. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the Vikings are going to start 2-0 and and the Patriots are going to start 0-2. Oh. Minnesota, eh? And I think a lot of people in Minnesota would be, uh, they would like to have the Patriots moniker for themselves. I'm not buying your bullshit. I'm going with the Pats. I don't see the Pats losing two in a row. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Brady would allow I mean, it could happen, <laughs> but I don't think so, so I'm going with New England. I do have to mention that Brady and Peyton Manning both said in the last few weeks that, you know, when asked about when you're going to retire, they said, you play until you suck. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I think this whole quit while you're on top thing is total bullshit. Yeah, you play until you, you suck. You the moment you suck, you need to quit, yeah, and then you peace out. The thing like, is, I'm you have to up. you have to realize when you suck, and that's the that's hard part. Guy, so that's, that's the hard part for sure. That's the hard part. <laughs> well, it's not the hard part for the players a lot of times. Like, look at Brett Favre; he didn't suck. No, hell no. But the the Packers wanted someone who sucked. As, as little as he sucked, they wanted someone who sucked even less. And they finally had to do that. Right. The Patriots and the Broncos are eventually going to have to confront that. Like, you know, you don't suck, but someone sucks less. Yeah. And that's just around the corner. It could be this year. Yeah. For both those teams. Yeah. But this next game is not going to be a fun pick for me. Uh, well, it's my pick. And uh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no question about it. I want Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Peter's on Seahawks. Now it's uh, you know it's do you go with your heart or do you go with your head? <laughs> I, think, I think at home it still probably doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm gonna take but it the, could it I'm could. Gonna, I'm, gonna hey, take, hey. I'm gonna take the Chargers at home. It's not it's not a bad, hey, it's not a bad call. I mean I I, I, I think that they you know they they took them more than a half to wake up offensively. Last week, you know, on Monday night, but I think that that offense can do things that most offenses can't, even against the Seahawks defense. So we'll see. But I take San Diego. Peter, uh, Philly at Indy. I'm gonna go with Philly. Really? Yeah, man. All right. T-ball. Ender Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, I don't see. Uh, I don't see uh, Indy losing two. Okay, here we go. We got uh, Ohio at Marshall. I pick Marshall. You two got Ohio. Georgia Southern at Georgia Tech. We all went Georgia Tech. UCLA at Texas. Myself and Peter went Texas. <laughs> Tebow went UCLA. Arizona State at Colorado. About that one. We all went Arizona. Penn State at Rutgers. We all went Rutgers. Uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. We all went Pittsburgh. Huh. Miami at Buffalo. You two went Miami. I went Buffalo. Pats at Vikings. Uh, myself and Peter at Pats. Yeah. T-Bone at Vikings. 
Seattle, San Diego, myself, Peter, Seattle, T-Bone, San Diego, <laughs> Philly, and Indy, uh, Peter, you don't know where we're coming. Right. I feel really good about my picks. I might feel completely differently <laughs> by the time we see <laughs> each other again, but I feel really good about those picks right now. That it for you, T-Bone? Really good. Yeah, that's it for me. Thank you guys for putting up with me again. There you have it. Another edition of stuff thank you for tuning in thanks for you tuning in on talk stream live all the different ways to listen to us uh shout out to stacy and alma and all the people that we know that regularly tune in on the chat room uh chat room will be back up and running next week and uh until then uh dream as if you live forever live as if you die today good night all good the views night. and opinions Peace. expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of talk story radio its affiliates or sponsors